Hey, I'm Will Pfeiffer, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> very strong. Yeah. Almost enthusiastic. I know. It doesn't say almost. Well, it's all downhill. Wow. It's going to be a lot of fun because I've been... Uh, Wait. I sweated my balls off today. Really kind of humidity. Eight hours in that, that disgusting soup. It was like swimming through soup. It was so humid. Kind of stupid old man sitting back in the belly. I never have sent back soup in my life. I never have sent food back in my life. Oh, really? Never. Never. For one I, I reason. Most assuredly have. Yes. Do you know why? What, I, what? Because someone went through the effort of making it? No. Because my mother would send it back every freaking time. Every time we went out to eat, my mother would find something wrong with the food on her plate to send it back. And I'm like, I don't want to really? be I don't want to be you. Well. <laughs> so I'm not doing it. I'm not sending it back. I, you know, I'm pretty lenient. Like, even if it's not super hot uh, temperature-wise or it's, you know, a little not cooked the way I like it, I'll eat it. I don't, I don't really care. It, it would take someone, like, dropping a turd on my dish to make me send it back. A turd on your dick? Dude. Yeah. Mm. We no, didn't hey. get the show started. Why you got to be there? like that? You don't need to work blue. You're too intelligent. <laughs> I love how you hold me to such a standard. He thinks he's like Will Smith's grandmother. It's like you don't have to curse in your raps. Just, just. It's say true. You are one of the very few I hold to this standard. I'll have you know. I know it's unfair. It's not unfair. You should feel. You should feel blessed. Blessed. I, I do. I do. I am an ordained minister. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh God. What? What? Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop whoop. And I. Give all of you great blessings because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 485, and I am Vince B., the Reverend Vince B. You are the Reverend Vince B., and honestly, I am as well. Um, (laughs) I went through the whole website. It's true. It's easy, right? Uh, It is. It is. Well, because we were going to, I wanted to because there was that uh, possibility of us officiating Tony Fleece's wedding. So I wanted right. to make sure that was done. Uh, and I am uh, the Reverend David A. Price. That is true. And I am everyone's favorite bald movie star, Yul Brenner. Ah, why? You're not the king and I. You're, why are you Yul Brenner? What's, Why not? What's, you just picked it? Yeah. Oh. He was a very very good looking man, but you're not Yul Brenner because he he's dead. You're Jason Wood. I am still alive, at least for now. Yes, forever. You're Jason Wood. Forever we're, we're all here. Yay. This is going to be a hot one, I'm guessing, because there have been a lot of thought-provoking books that have passed by our eyes this past week. Am I right? There were a couple. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There were, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. And you know where you can get thought-provoking books? Where? At the library. But in terms of comic books, you can get them at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where they have everything you want at a fraction of the retail cost. (laughs) Yes. Everything. Comics, collectibles, magazines, books, cards, toys, everything from Fantagraphics. They're taking another stab at an anthology. This one is called Now. Number one contains work by Eleanor Davis, Noah Van Skyver, Gabriel Bell, Dash Shaw, Sammy Harkham, Malachi Ward, as well as international authors such as J.C. Menu, Conzita Herrero, Tommy Parrish, Tobias Shelkin, and Antoine Cosset. Plus, it has a really cool cover by Rebecca Morgan. Cover price on this thing is nine ninety nine. Your price, because you're savvy, $4.99. That's 50% off the retail price from Dark Horse. The long-winded Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Alien Splice and Dice trade paperback is finally on the horizon. Written by John Lehman, art by the fantastic Chris Mooneyham. Glenn Fabry did the covers, and they are sumptuous as well. This isn't... Seventeen ninety nine cover price, but you're in the know, so you're only going to pay $8.99 at dcbservice.com. And bringing up the rear, it's Valiant, Bloodshot Salvation number one, Jeff Lemire, driving the bus again because he, he does it so well. Louis LaRosa, Miko Swayan, Kenneth Rocafort, no-brainer. Three ninety nine cover price, you can has it for $1.99. Because you're bargain. Discount comic book service. Do not mind late orders or order editions, and you get your books all safely shipped to your home. Ding dong. It's the dude. Oh my God. My comics have been delivered right to my door. DCBService.com. Go there. So inspirational. I love them. Who doesn't? I don't know. Brick and mortar retailers, I would guess. (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. Drink we love them too, though. We love your. If you have a great LCS near you, by all means, hit that LCS up. Oh yeah, I love the the uh, physical comic shops too, and in a lot of cases, you know, they know that DCBService.com exists. And if you say, "Hey, I could go here," you may. Chances are very good you're not going to get as much of a discount. It's it's almost impossible, but they may work with you. In the short term, I don't know. It's just easier. DCBService.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no muss, no fuss. Drink roll call. Speak on it. I am drinking the perennial uh, Bad Penny. Pepe Mac. Oh, it's so delicious. Pepe Mac. What's up? So delicious. I love this stuff. And it has nice. the caffeine to keep me going. Love it. Because I love the mm-hmm. caffeines. Somebody said to me, Jason... Would you drink Diet Dr. Pepper? And I'm like, hell yeah, because we got a case of it, and you know we just don't like it. And I'm thinking, I in another time, I could have been sharing this case of Diet Dr. Pepper with my brother, but it's true. He's sworn off. It's true. It's been almost three years. It's crazy. You know what? I'm getting a little bit sick and tired with the way time is flying. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. It is. It is. I'm I'm tired of it. I look at the 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 latest number of of my favorite series, and I'm like, what? 
this thing just started last month, and it's on mm-hmm. issue like twenty six. Like, what the hell? All this double shipping. Double shipping. Black. Yeah, because that's where my favorite series come from. Uh, All right. Well, uh, no, I'm well, just you, saying you read plenty of DC. I do, I do, but I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, okay, yeah, the original double um, shipper. I'm dying to hear what um, fruit is flavoring. Uh, the can that Jason popped open. It's pee-pee. Such a skeptic over here. Wow, it's your boo calling right? you out. He's just dropping you right under the bus. Boo's upset me. Uh, I am drinking, <laughs> much to your surprise, <laughs> Mandarin Orange Seltzer. What up? That was great. Boo just that was, that was 50-50. Yeah, you had a 50-50 shot. <sighs> that was either going to be Mandarin Orange or Lemon Lime. Um, he says I'm upset. It's not just you. The, uh, um, I am enjoying some of the, uh, Mato Cabernet Sauvignon because at least one of us remembered what tonight's about. Chibo Mato? No? No. That's odd that you should be drinking that because Chibo Mato is our intro music this week. Really? Yeah, it's strange. Mm-hmm. It's odd. I'll say. You do you. I don't know. Anybody have any thank yous before we bring it on home? I do not. Don't think so. Cool. I may have a couple, but I haven't had a chance to open any of the packages that came this week yet. So if you did send something, I love you. Thank you. And I will call you out all nice and proper when I finally get around. I do have a quick shout out, though. Well, why don't you tell it? On Monday, I had the wonderful opportunity to um, hang with some of our peoples. You're lucky. Mr. Zach Cruse was in from Michigan to New York City for a few days to uh, do some work on his degree. So he applied for a, a grant and was and was granted said grant and came to the city. And I was able to meet up with him and Daniel White yep. and Mr. New Mutant. And we had... Um, some delicious dim sum at a place called Namwa down in Chinatown, and then uh, and then Daniel took us to a cool little bar not too far from there that had uh, an outdoor like you know kind of similar to that place we hit up in Brooklyn back in the, a few years ago yep. where they had the the in the back of the bar there was a, a little courtyard and it was open air. So yeah, and we sat oh, there and and ended up with Gabe um, and Karina. Yeah, yeah. 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 We ended up um, talking for hours. I mean, we we I ended up taking the midnight bus from the Port Authority. Uh, we met up at like five o'clock, five thirty. Wow! So it was a blast. Yeah, I recorded a bunch of stuff, but Vince didn't seem to have the time to placate what? my. What? Mm. I reached out to you and told you I had I have so much audio from it. It's like a bonus episode, but I, it's too much audio to just throw up in little snippets. So I need to. Make it into some kind of episode. So, but we talked about all kinds of things. We did some topics, and we also went through uh, Zach's amazing, dare I say, spiritual uh, meetup with his all-time favorite creator, and shall we say, recluse, Mister Steve Ditko. Yeah, it's not shall we say spiritual. It definitely was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. As he said himself, I'm paraphrasing his words, but he said as someone who is both a atheist and a uh, skeptic. Boy, he's uh, that. This, 
this is the closest thing to a spiritual uh, event he'll ever have. That's so. awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't it's not my story to tell, so we'll save it for his own version of it, but it was. it sounds like it was everything he had hoped for and more. And, you know, when you get the chance to meet a hero, it, it can go either way, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard plenty of experiences where when you meet someone, they don't live up to your very lofty expectations. And I think for for Zach, if Mr. Ditko had been a jerk or nasty to him, that would be soul-crushing. So I'm very happy for him that it went as well as it did. Yeah. While we're on the subject of heroes, let's uh, note the passing of three very uh, well-regarded people in the comic, film, and entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, number one for me, well, I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say number one. But very close to my heart, George Romero died recently. Yes, that is yeah. true. Uh, Martin Landau, Captain Koenig himself from Space 1999 has passed. And the great Sam Glansman. Yeah. Soldier story, uh, sailor's uh, story is, is, is gone. And it's it's always hard to scroll on the Facebook and you just see one after another like this guy's gone this woman has passed like it's crazy we are getting up there and and the world is aging with us and it's just time like Jason said if you do have a person you hold dear and uh, you have a chance to meet them and talk to them and tell them what what they've uh, contributed to your life by all means you should do it mm-hmm. take the risk speak on it right Okay, the comic books. Who wants to go first? <laughs> it depends why, where we're going. I, I, I will say that we've all had weeks where seemingly everything you read is so damn good mm-hmm. that you can't even believe it. It's this right? week. This week, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, we're in very different headspaces. Every now and then, you have a week where you read some stuff and you think, I hate it all. Yeah. That was me this week. Everything I read, I pretty much disliked. Oh, please don't say that. Because wow. yeah. we, we've yeah. read a lot of the same stuff. We did. We did. We did. Wow. Well. So I'm not going to talk a lot tonight because I don't want to be a big downer. But I'll, just, I'll say that I I have a feeling a lot of the things we're going to collab on, I, I am in the decided camp of nah, son. Wow. Well, then, you know yep. what? I'm going to go first. It could just be where my headspace is. Yeah, it you could know, sometimes be. you're in the mood and you're reading comics, and it's just you go back and read it another time, and it's a different kind of thing. So, right, right. Well, I have something that you did not read, neither did okay. David, and I alerted you to the fact that this book was coming out through our discount comic book service, Pimps of the Week. That I pick, you know, this was one of the books that I picked, and I, I alerted you to the fact that it was coming. So, neither of you read it. That's okay. This is from Oni Press. It was written by Ulysses Farinas and Eric Fritas. It was illustrated by the great Ulysses Farinas. And color arts by Ryan Hill. It's called Motro. Am I correct in my assumption that neither of you read it? You would be correct. You will. Sounds great, but I have not. You will read it. I know both of you. Because mm-hmm. when I tell you... 
when I give you the, the, the skinny on it, you're going to be like, damn, how did I not know? Because well, I told you and you didn't pay attention to me. But <laughs> we, we won't go there. Um, it collects the four-issue series that was published in, I believe, 2016. It focuses on one lad named Motro. And um, the, the little kid is, is on his own because he witnessed his family being taken away. He's plagued by nightmares, um, taken away by something. They're, they're pulled skyward. He, he sees all, you, you see through the, the, the nightmare visions that the family's pulled skyward and his father is there next to him lying on the ground, mortally wounded. The guy's dying by the second and he's telling Motro to save them. So throughout Motro's existence, he tries to make good on his, for his father's last wish and and save his family or people whenever he can. It kind of helps the fact that Motro has the strength of ten men. Little tiny kid has massive strength, and because of that, he doesn't like to fight because he'll kill he'll kill you. So there's the catch twenty two. He he tries to stand up for the the disenfranchised and the oppressed and the 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 uh, endangered and he can't because in doing so he'll kill people it's it's a cool little premise um takes place on the the land is called ashra and one of the strangest things about this book is vehicles seem to be sentient motro has a little like companion on our world it would have been a dog or a cat, he has a little companion called Wheelie Beast. And it's a motorcycle that could fit in the palm of your hands. And and these vehicles, they're they're sentient, but they can communicate. They speak in in a series of pictograms. Like the stuff we saw in Brandon Graham's Multiple Warheads, you know, just a, a dialogue bubble right. balloon will come up and there'll be like a little picture in it. And mm-hmm. um so when when Motro wakes up, he has a bag of, of pepper root next to him and when wheelie b sees the pepper root little um dialogue balloon comes up and it's like there's uh, a skull in it like you know that's going to give me the agita i can't eat that and and motor says no 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 you can eat that so the the motorcycle chomps down on this this pepper root and it causes him much agita which plays into the story very quickly because a bunch of ne'er-do-wells attack a nearby town right so Motro steps in to save them, just like Daddy said, and he, you know, the the poo poo hits the fan, in, in a sense. But the the nasty men that that go into this town and start blowing up shit have tanks, and the tanks are sentient, and they're fed at a trough. So what does Motro do? He takes the pepper root and throws it in the trough, and all the tanks. Massive Ajita and explode. And he kind of saves the day, but not really because the, the bad people assassinated everyone in the town anyway. But the, um, the cool thing about this series is each issue, Motro grows by decades, sometimes more. Like he ages over the, the course of the four issues. When we first meet him, he's a kid. In the second issue, he's older. And he's a grave digger in um, the United Brothers Army, 
with his little buddy, literally little buddy, Bathrew. This guy's like, I'll, I'll call him a little person, but he's a midget. Um, and so they're on this, this, this battlefield, and you're looking around, and oh, there's corpses everywhere, and there's crows pulling eyes out, and just it's very graphic, and there's just guts all over the place. And he finds this shiny object, and it turns out to be a crystal lens. And, and Bathrew's like, whoa, this is cool. We got to take this back to the captain. They bring it back to the captain. Turns out that this crystal lens reflects the future of anybody that looks in it. So um, Motro looks in it and he sees a crown. And the, the captain looks in it and he sees himself very much older being tended to by a very much older Motro. And so the captain's son whose name is Rockmaster, for a reason. They just name him Rockmaster because it's cool. The the kid has this ability to throw these little tiny chunks of rocks and minerals, and each one does a different thing. So Rockmaster instantly hates Motro, and he punches him in the face, and the father's like, whoa, 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 you dick. You want to fight? Let's let's do this the, the civilized way and fight in the ring. And here's the deal. The loser gets exiled. See, the, the captain is, is not crazy about his son. He thinks he, he's, he's a disappointment, in other words. So um, Motro and Rockmaster fight, and guess what happens? Motro beats him with one punch. So Motro becomes the captain's surrogate son. And it go, it gets weirder from there. Like Motro's older even still in issue three. And they find this Omniplat, which is a, a map. It's said in the book, it's a map of infinite accuracy that uses man's memories of the past to find the future. That could be very important to a strategist, uh, you know, uh, a commanding officer or someone that's looking for their family maybe. Right, so this this forestry series was absolutely astounding. Jason, picture this: Mobius, Brandon Graham, Stoko, Jeff Jeff Darrow, Frank Whiteley, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of those clean line styles with excruciatingly dense bits of detail. That's what Farinas brings to the table. It is oh, I, yeah, I know. I knew Ulysses' uh, style for sure. Yeah, you can stare yeah. at panels forever. In particular, they encounter an ice dragon. Every nook and cranny in this ice dragon's body is is delineated. It's it's jaw dropping. It really is. Mm -hmm. when, when the dragon pops out, you're like, "Holy shit!" A human being drew this. It, it is so uh -huh. – no, it's so intricate and so detailed, but there's an exuberancy to it. It's not it, – it is it is rigid, but it, it the line doesn't feel – the line's not boring. Um, mm -hmm. and, and he uses line weights amazingly. Like the, the contour of the, the dragon's – part of his arm is like a thicker line weight than the, the, the wing that's – much farther in the background. Oh my God, it's astounding. But you have um, baby stealing reptoids. There's massive warmex and huge naked giants with little tiny dicks rampaging on the battlefield, just like killing people. 
Um, and it's meta too. There's a, a meta textual um, aside to it. See, all Motro wants to do is draw. And, and he's he's in his little hovel in the first issue and he's drawn and the he's drawn comics. And the, the comics that he's drawing are the story that we're reading. It's nuts. And there's even one section where there's a massive, massive head in the in the uh, foreground and it's Ulysses Farinas in the in the story. It's just, this I cannot recommend this book enough. It's it's amazing, beautifully colored. It's uh, and it says world building on the back. If you want a giggle, it, it's uh, illustrator and <laughs> from illustrator and intricate world builder Ulysses Farinas, who right. is on uh, is uh, driving the Judge Dread bus for IDW. Yes. But it's just astounding, and it was cheap AF for the this uh, trade paperback collecting the four issues. Was nine ninety nine, DCBService.com had it for half price. It's awesome. it's got a spot varnish on the cover and the back cover. <laughs> what? And because Motro Motro has a birthmark on his face, it's an M, and it it you know it, it like a chevron over his eyes, and then it curls in on his cheekbones for the the descenders on the M. It's really cool. It's everything is beautifully designed. The creatures and the environments and the vehicles. They're on a ship at one point and the ship is alive. It looks like this happy, happy ship, you know, just having a good time. And it's got the little dialogue balloon coming out and he's, he's saying something, but incredible telepathic frogs that lick your face and you trip balls. Like, <laughs> it's great. Just get on it. I'm telling you, rectify. Motro from Oni Press. Nice. Astounding. Yeah, I'm looking at some of it here. It is quite fetching. It is. And I don't know um, if it's going to be continued because it hasn't been in um, recent solicits, but maybe they're waiting to see how well this initial salvo does. And right. Maybe they're going to follow it because it, it doesn't. If this is a detriment to you reading this book, it doesn't really end. Mm-hmm. There are a couple, there are a couple of things that are left up in the air. He's been busy. Uh, this may not um, be what he's devoting his time to, but I believe aren't they? Um, uh, Was it? Well, no, don't don't they have a um, an imprint or a line from um, another publisher, Ulysses and? Eric Fritas, think so. I, I I remember seeing it in previews because it's is because the dog head is the um is is part of the logo. Oh, okay. I know they're uh, also doing that amazing forest anthology for IDW. So yeah, he is quite busy. Yes, but I want and he's on Facebook a lot and he's got a lot of he things. Is. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he's on the social media. Some things, some things I agree with. Some things I. He uh, is uh, very good friends with Julian. Uh, they just did a podcast. They do together. seem to, uh, yeah. yeah. Whenever he posts something, Julian is usually the mm-hmm. comment I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I whatever the case, I want more Motro. So abandon everything else you're working on, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ulysses, my man, and and do more my more, more Motro. I feel it's, you. It's fantastic. There will be a place for this on the eleven o'clockers. 
That's how good wow. it is. That's how I good. feel like you've said that but more ev- times this year than we have categories. I know, but everything I'm reading is so good. I think he said it more than you and I put together, Jason. This oh, year. Definitely. Uh, well, since and, when, when, and yet when it comes time to actually fill out the brackets, he's like, I don't know what to put. He's like, yeah, I don't know. It's don't like three, know. Minutes, three it. minutes before the episode, he starts filling in the ballot. I didn't know he was taking score. I, I got my clicker here. One, you kind of don't. You, you, you really don't have to. It's six, just six, it's, fourteen it's, um, and three carry the two. <laughs> uh-huh. Carry the two. Gazintas. Right. You doing your gazintas? Gazinta. Yes. So yeah, take it away. Let's talk about something. Good on you. Good. That's good. Yeah, That's loved good. I'm it. Glad. Start off. Start us off with the positivity. That's what I'm trying to. Yes. <laughs> that now I kind of want to hear something from Jason. That's just the to thrust. It out. No, let's just go. You know what? Let's just jump on it because it's 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 timely. It Let's is talk very about Calex Cal- Cal- Yes. Okay. Calex Cal- number one, written mm-hmm. by Matteo Pizzolo. Yes. Art by Amanke. Oh, boy. Namulkan. What? <laughs> Namulkan. How the hell do you get Namulkan out of that? It's Isn't N- that his name? N-A-H-U-E-L-P-A-N. Oh, Pond, sorry. Oh, okay. I thought, you know, because, hey, I do it now, all. Now, Pond, yeah. All right, upon. now, Pond. And uh, color art by Tyler Boss. Yeah, Pub- the easy one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. He's a boss. Published by Aftershock, who. No, is it? Yeah. I thought it was Black Mask. Oh, it is. Black Mask. It is Black, Black Mask. Mask. Yeah. Damn it. I got it. We're going to get to the Aftershock. Chill. Just, you know. I have to, I have to correct my. Uh, Breathe in, breathe out. My my notes here, because I thought I was pretty sure, but it's not. It's Black Mask. You misspoke on it. I did misspoke on it, but there's no misspeaking um, in this book. That, run it down. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I give you the easy things. <laughs> fuck you. The, uh, Ooh, saucy. This is, this is um, man, I, I didn't know really what, what to expect. You You get the gist of it. Early on, and I, I really, I really like that because the um, basically California uh, seceded from the rest of the lower forty-eight. They are um, they're they're their own now, and and uh, they they um, it's kind of I, I don't know how um, I, I every time. There's usually something that goes on when someone's elected. Uh, there's at least one or two states that says that's what they're going to do. Yeah, if uh, and this and this story is about one state that did actually do that, and it is it it is the um, it's our current administration that uh, they are pointing the fingers at. So it it's it is depending on how you feel about the way of the world and more specifically this country. Um, Pros or cons. It, this uh, this may uh, either hit a little close to home, make you feel like your choices are just, or um, throw the book across the room, say you can't believe somebody yeah. would publish this. It's it's uh, it depending on really. It, it there's not. I don't know anybody who's going to read this and go, that's pretty good. You know, maybe yeah. I'll go back to it, or I'll you know maybe I'll recommend it to somebody. I think it, it, it this is one of those books where you're going to feel one way. Or the other. I right. think the art is absolutely slamming. Um, wow. Okay. I, I did no. Wow. I, I really. I did. I did like Me the too. art a lot. Me too. Uh, especially that, on uh, especially on our favorite uh, messenger boy over here. Yes. I thought uh, that was that was nice and consistent. Um, Scusa. Scusa. But like, Scusa. One, wait, 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 one second. Scusa. Did <laughs> did you read the text pieces in the back? I I 
Yes, and and I skimmed some. Of, I I went back and and skimmed them just to get some of the high points. But I okay, but because it was very helpful to me not being a California resident. Because when you hear the rumblings of "Oh, California going to succeed from the union," and as a person that lives in Pennsylvania, <laughs> I'm like, like, "Whatever, dude." I no, know. I'm like, "Okay, the whole state must be of one mind." But right. that's the gist of this book. The whole state is not of one mind. No, because there, while there are the, I would say the majority, or or at least half of the state willingly wants to succeed secede yes there are other factions that do not so that's right. where the problems come up and you have a handy dandy little map yes with a legend a that map. lets you know Woot. who um who's where and and for what and um the setup is it, it basically like i said it's right on the first page you're 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 reading um but there's there are two radio hosts uh, who are pretty much for uh, the current administration, and they uh, and, and they're basically letting you know how they feel um, about some of the residents in California. But then you also, uh, what I really enjoyed was um, when uh, our when 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 one of our soldiers uh, just mockingly, sarcastically, ironically asked the question, you know, well, why did California secede in the first place? And my man, I, I really like Jamil and, and he has a, um, he's got a modified drone, uh, that he's outfitted with AI and, and it's basically like a flying Siri and, and it, it lets you know, um, why California and, and, right. and, the steps that took so it's it's a flying uh, Wikipedia because yes if, yeah. if if you get on the Wikipedia for D W Griffith's intolerance the text is almost verbatim huh yes okay it's very close to Wikipedia I mean there's a few words changed here and there but the flow of the sentence is even the same so I didn't look at that as plagiarism i looked at that as the ai is plugged into the web yes, and it right. pulled down wikipedia so i mean yeah. it makes sense but i'm sorry no no it's um so you you really because it is the first issue you're not there, there really aren't too many there is somewhat maybe sort of kind of uh, a mystery especially when it comes to zora one of the characters but for the most part to understand why how we got here and why we're here, uh, it's pretty much explained within the first, um, five, six, seven pages. So yeah. it's, it's very easy to get caught up, uh, right away. And then after that, th that's kind of when the action starts. And there is it, a lot of it because it is kind of hex text heavy at the beginning. Um, hmm. it felt, uh, and with the essays or the interviews at the end, but the, um, it, it seemed as we got there's some action in the book, but it felt like it and, and was a um, it was a little larger than than your traditional uh, 32 page comic, but it um, the pacing didn't seem off, even though we're it, it it felt it didn't feel like two different books, but it was it it had a it had a decent enough flow for me. I I um 
I just I I got to see this unfold is basically where I'm at. It I I liked it a lot. Um, I think based on this particular comic, and this isn't the only one that's kind of um, there. There've been some Kickstarter books. Basically, what's going on in this country has uh, caused creative types to to kind of um, yeah. let their feelings known. And mm-hmm. and I I am one hundred percent behind that. I am all for that. Uh, so for something like this, it's um, I and yeah. I mean, I'm on the other side of the country from, from California, so um, I'm. In a pretty blue state, so for the most part, um, I don't know really what our makeup would be compared to California. I don't know how. I know that there are people who um, are happy with the way uh, things went back in November, but I don't know how it breaks down if, uh, statistically if I were to compare it um, the ratio with California. But I, I thought the um, I'm. The character. I need to know more about these characters. There was enough here to uh, to kind of hook me in to see where we're going with it. Yeah, I thought it was ballsy because that's a good word. It's it's a very ballsy book because nothing is thinly veiled. The president is Trump. Yeah, they don't it, they don't hide the fact he's he's um, portrayed a little bit in shadow, just a little. But the there's no mistaking the fact that it's Trump. Uh, there's a character in here called Eddie the Chimp slash Pimp, who yeah. is definitely Stephen Bannon from yep. from the the the, the uh, bloodshot eyes to the triple chin, unshaven, tousled hair, you know, just unkempt appearance, and he's next to the man supposedly in power, um, who this this Father Rossi. Who is he supposed mm-hmm. to be? Does he have an analog in real life? Because when he, when, he looks when like he Steve first, Jobs to me. That's exactly when he first showed up. I'm like, well, they're in California, but I don't, um, I don't know enough about Rossi to find out where. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if okay. if he if he does have a, a real life analog or if this is um, if he's a uh, amalgamation of, of yeah. different characters or if anybody from California can maybe give us some insight as to who who they think. Right. It's supposed to but be. The, the thing that matters to me is that the biggest bloodthirsty uh, scumbag in the book so far is a religious man. Yes. That is very important to me. Um, anybody that has been listening to this show for even, even a, a tiny bit of time knows that I love horror. And, and the more extreme and unsettling, the better. If you drag me into that uncomfortable place, and I'm going to love you forever. This book scared the shit out of me. <laughs> because it's not too, it, it's not outside of the realm of possibility, number one. And I don't really think that it's all that far in the future either. They may not be California, but I'm just saying something like this is going to happen soon. And it just it's just very unsettling because there's there's gunfights with high powered rifles, automatic rifles in the street 
broad yeah. daylight. And yeah. and the thing that that really blew my mind is not yes the fact that people are dying on the streets of an American state uh, during the in the middle of the day. It's the fact that people are driving by and going about their business as if it was nothing. Like, oh, yeah, well, this happens like, all the time. Yeah. She she pulls a gun on Rossi while she's holding her baby. Yeah, and even the babies had guns. <laughs> it's true. It's like, yeah. holy well, we'll shit. Uh, uh, I, I, I have to say the, uh, the Pacific Coast Alliance seems to be the smartest of the bunch because they control the coast. Maybe they were lucky and just stumbled into it, or maybe you know they planned it. But you control the coast of California; you pretty much control the whole thing because stuff's got to get in and out. People got to leave. What are you going to do? Go through Nevada or Oregon? Like, give me a break. Um, I, I I thought this was astounding. It it just it affected me to the point where, like you, I I, I want to see how this all pans out. I think. Jamil is Peter Parker with tattoos. <laughs> he has that same cocksure kind of wisecracking, uh, assured demeanor that the good Peter Parker has. Um, I loved the Captain America aside. And I, mm-hmm. I loved even more the Wonder Woman, Woman. one upmanship. And I love Wonder Woman's ass. Um, that was Jamil. Yeah, it's. I thought this was great. I. It's just boggling my mind why Jason didn't like it. Not just didn't like it, but also didn't care for the art. Apparently, yeah. What's going on, my man? Uh, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, I, I. I really feel like I'm on an alien planet right now. I. I, I like hated this issue. Like everything about it. <laughs> I thought the art was whack as fuck. I, I thought it was so corny. It was so on the nose. Like. The things you liked about it, the things I hated. Like I, I think it's so corny that that it's just like Trump and Bannon. It's like so, I don't know. It's just so obvious. It, it didn't. It did nothing for me. Like I guess for me, I, I I compare this to DMZ, which came out six years ago and predicted the world that we're about to live in so more beautifully and so more elegantly with so much more complexity. And I, like this is like this is like. A poor man's poor man's attempt at trying to do DMZ. I don't so. think there's room for beauty and elegance in this story. There, there was in DMZ because it was an organic buildup of everything. This is a reaction to people who don't understand beauty or elegance, or or well, or. Uh, you know, you're or getting hung on the adjectives. I just mean it was a much more elegantly put together book. It's it's a okay. it's a the, the artist. I mean. If you've seen DMZ, the art is visceral. It's nasty. Sure. It's grimy. Ponticelli's uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I just, I, again, I you know I don't I don't want to be the guy that shits on stuff, especially because this is I applaud the effort here. I I, I applaud the message, but I, I I just I thought this was an epic fail. Well, if you, for three ninety nine, which is what I think this cost, yeah, I think it's a colossal value because the story itself will take you a good at least. What, half hour, 20, 20 minutes to a half hour to read? Once you hit the back matter, you're talking 45 minutes minimum to read this entire issue. And I don't read slow, but I do read to comprehend, so I may have gone over some things. But, uh, wow, I thought this was a, a win. Me too. And You I guys aren't alone. It's getting a lot of praise. 
And I don't usually like stuff like this. It's it's the fact that it creeped me out to my core that is making me stick around. And I and I tend to I prefer to read stories. I, I like my entertainment to help me get away from the real world. Right. Well that's what they said about the back matter. They said, Yes, the 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 sequentials are very disturbing and unpleasant and unsettling and all of that. The back matter we're going to try and brighten it up a little bit and showcase people with viewpoints that are helping to change things for the positive, which is good, I think. I think you do need a little bit of balance in this. It can't all be, you know, Trump's Oh, talks. absolutely. Right. True as it may be, um, you need a little bit of, of uh, equal equal time. Yeah. So Context I, helps. Yeah. You know, I, okay. Well... I love that. I will say though, this book since da- since David brought up the idea of of there being many comics out there that are being politicized, uh, we are in July, and you may recall that on our website at the beginning of the year, I did write ten comic predictions for 2017, and number nine was comics will become significantly more politically and socially conscious. So I like to give you props, but that didn't take. Um, a, a seer to come up with that one. All right, no, 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 no. I'll give you all no, ten. We'll see how many are right. I no, understand. No, no, wait, wait. I'm just are saying. Just, just lay down the gauntlet. All just right. lay down the gauntlet. <laughs> Number ten. It'll be another record-setting year for comic book films. I think we agree that we're on that path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number nine is the political one. Besmirch it, if you will. I'm not besmirching. I'm just saying it wasn't a stretch, Mister Fantastic. Well, you're the Go one ahead. praising how awesome this comic is because it's it political. Is. And it's like that's, fucking no that, kidding. It's political. Everybody's political these that's, days. That's not an accurate rebuttal, but go ahead. <laughs> that's all right. Now I'm good. You keep going. No, come on. <laughs> I want to hear the rest good. of them. Like I said, I'm, just, I'm like not in a great mood with that. I just thought all the comics I read sucked. And so I'm So I'm let's, struggling let's with have joy. No, I don't want to be – I don't want to spend – I don't want people to – you know, listen, we're, we're at the point where our show, people listen to our show when they see their names or get Google yeah. search. And I don't want to be that guy that, that people excitedly listen to their first big oh, comic and okay, then I'm on to tell them how bad you, it was. You so can just, finish the list. You can finish what? the list. You finish the list. I want to hear the list. Oh, it's good. It's oh, good. my God. You can see it on the website. Yes. You can. I, you can see it on the website, yes. I'll go read it right now. Good. What's the website? Eleven. I'm off to a good start. I'm off to a good start. <laughs> All right, the only God. one I'm definitely wrong on was my number four, which is about Valiant. And what's Valiant's going to be a major player? Yeah, I said they'd break into the top five. Well, year's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, quality wise, they have. Oh, quality wise, they're up there. Yeah. Yeah. And David, he took his boots. Yes, he did. He, he did. He, he took his his <laughs> boots. He says he that at least that is his boots on. Yeah, and that's and that's what caused um, that's what caused the limo to pull over. I mean, that caught their eye. So yeah, yeah. Um, I love the fact that the the soldiers are called green shirts. Yeah, for the good old God of Mammon, because that, that's what these people are all about. Love it. Okay, let's do something else, Jason. Dude, I'm telling you, I got no, I got nothing this week. You know what? No, hold on. I, I, every book I read, I like. Everything we're supposed to talk about, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't like. But you, right. but in, I, in order for us to accurately convey the stuff we read, I think you should. You don't have to say this is excrement. You could say I didn't like this because, and do it with that 
profound yeah, intelligence I mean, that you it's have. It's one thing that to not think something was awesome. It's another thing to actively dislike it. I, that's, and that's, that's yeah. Thing. And I don't. I, I I get where Jason's coming from because it's, if you're in a good headspace, if if you're in a mood, and and you're having a good time, it's so it's easier to not throw something, drag it through the mud. Yeah. But yes, at least you know touch on why you weren't feeling it w- without. Make it sound like you're beat. Okay. So I, I get where he's coming from, but because uh, I, I well, no, normally if we don't like something, like we can we, we like there's nuances to it, or we can understand where we're coming from. But like I, like I'm I'm literally floored. You guys like collects it as much as you did. Like I, I I genuinely thought there was like nothing redeeming about it. Like the art, the story. So okay. I'm like I'm just feeling like I'm in a, a weird place right now because right. I'm feeling. Like I'll get, I'm I'll get you in a better place because sure? yes, because passion pulls you out of the pit, and both of you. Monkey A and Monkey B were very passionate about something this past week on the Facebooks. Oh, okay. Okay. This whole Marvel legacy thing. Oh. Why don't you speak on that for a little while? Because I'm going to be the odd man out in this instance because I have zero concern for that bullshit. But I want to hear why you both do. Oh, well, the way you framed it is an interesting starting point for the conversation because I would go so far as to speak for David and say – I don't, I don't think, I certainly don't, I don't think he has concern at all. Like, I, I think it's, it's just yet another marketing ploy and right. I could give two fucks about it, but I find it entertaining to, exactly. to bitch about because exactly. I think it's silly. Yes. So go <laughs> on. Tell him what's going on. Okay. So we've known for some time that Marvel has been prepping some type of, of reboot, call it what you will, but, but some type of, we've got this legacy thing coming up and it's, it's, as far as we know, it's going to, in their own way, it's going to try and reset the the bar where we get all of the classic versions of the characters that seemingly we all apparently miss, but not at the expense of the quote-unquote diversity that they've built in the last few years. So what I'm guessing is that's going to ultimately mean we're going to have like the Thor that we grew up with, and then we're going to have female Thor. We're going to have, you know, the... We're going to have Bruce Banner, Hulk, and then we're going to, you know what I mean? Like, we're, I'm guessing we're going to have both for a while. Right. But to whatever extent um, that may be the case, um, Marvel sent out to retailers this week uh, some more promotional material in relation to all of that. And uh, it's been known for a while that they were going to renumber a lot of the books back to their quote-unquote original numbering. <laughs> and it's it's just amusing. And again, I, this is not a I, how dare they. This is uh, I have no problem with them opting to do this. But I, I I think the logic that went behind it is funny. And so we had some fun with that on the Facebooks this week. For example, uh, for Thor, they're going to renumber the book to number seven hundred. And in each of these promotional posters, they give you the the bibliography of how they come up with the numbering. So in Thor's case, issues number 1 through 125 were Journey into Mystery 1 through 125. And then it goes from there. Now, I would argue that it's ridiculous to include all 125 issues of Journey into Mystery since Thor wasn't in that book until issue number 83. Now, if you want to play, if you want to play the other side of it and say, well, but that was the title and you should include the entirety of the title regardless of when he started. I don't buy that logic, but if you wanted to buy that logic, I'm good with that. 
But then I need to ask, if that's the logic they're using, why then, for Iron Man, are they not including Tales of Suspense? So it's just funny because there was just no, there's no logic to the reasoning that they put behind each one. Right. Like, so for Luke Cage, they're going to issue number 166. Inclusive of that is um, Hero for Hire and then Power Man and Iron Fist. Now, they're also renumbering Iron Fist to number 73, but they're not including Power Man and Iron Fist. Well, and I don't, but they, they, are they including the 14 issues of Iron Fist? Because it wasn't, when it became, it was 15? 15. 15, yes. Because it was, it was Luke Cage Hero for Hire for 1 through 49. So Iron Fist didn't show up until the 50th issue anyway. So it wasn't like Correct. it was his book from the get-go or Correct. a team-up book from the beginning. So I can, I, I'm giving them somewhat of a pass for the, for the Luke Cage. But it's, I, I, almost everything else is, uh, boggles my mind. Yeah. Like, like we'll take one near and dear to both of your hearts. Uh, Spider-Man. Spiderman. <laughs> So for Spider-Man, they are going to number 789. That includes one through one, one through 441 of Amazing. 442 to 700 would be the 99 version of Amazing, one through 58, and then numbers 500 through 700. Uh-huh. 701 to 733 is Superior Spider-Man. Right. 734 to 751 is Amazing Spider-Man 1 through 18, the 2014. Yeah, pre-Secret Wars. 752 to 56 is Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. Jesus Christ. And then 757 to 788 is is the current version of Amazing 1 through 32. Now, again, no Amazing Fantasy. Now, if you want to say, okay, but that was an anthology book and that's his first appearance, but that wasn't his book. Okay, cool. I get that. But then in other ones, they're using their first appearances. But then why are we counting Renew Your Vows, but not the unteen other Spider-Man miniseries and events that have happened? Like Lost years. years and, you know, all that I stuff. mean, there's a million. There's a million, right? Yeah, chapter I mean, one. There's the, yeah. uh, there's, there's all the, when, when Slot didn't want the events to go into the main title, they would do the three issue for, for civil war or for the siege or for fear. So they would always have a Spidey tie in miniseries written by someone else. Why you're right. Why? And those were going, those were ongoing in continuity parallel with his main series. So it was happening in, in real time, if you want to call it that. Whereas renew your vows is an alternate take. So how is that? What's the, what's the sense Behind, what's the logic behind including that of all miniseries? And that's, I mean, not that I expect anybody to tell me what the logic is, but right, it's right. just, that is, that is nuts. And then, so Vince, another thing. So for Deadpool and Cable, right? Right. For, for Deadpool, they're going to 287. Inclusive in that numbering for Deadpool is n- numbers 1 through 50 of Cable Deadpool. Okay. Cable, they're going to 150. Not inclusive of Cable Deadpool. <laughs> right? And again, like, this is just, like, I'm just, I think it's funny. Like, this isn't a, how dare they? I don't want people to mistake this as being, like, angry. I mean, I, I just think it's, I just think the logic is so silly. Yes. Like, and, and you know, you, they get to make the, they're the publishers, so make the rules up, but then just stick to the rules. Like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to count 
pair up series, then give it to both characters, right? Like that's all I'm saying. Like don't right. that that's the thing that baffles me. It's just like why does the one get the get the series and the other one doesn't? I don't know. The thing that makes me laugh is it's all smoke and mirrors. Because what is all this focusing on? This stuff I wanna let you know that it's no, been around for a long time. It, it it does, but does it have any bearing on the medium itself? None. They're not. They're yeah. not. They're not saying we're going to tell great stories, or you know, they're they're, they're focusing on something tangentially is uh, yeah uh, connected to these characters that really doesn't make a damn bit of difference. It doesn't. How many issues these characters mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. been in? Who cares? Right. It's well, just and that's a the number. thing. My, my the 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 peak of my rant on this was that this is one of those things where Marvel can't have it both ways no. right like mm-hmm. like like if you're going to go through the trouble of putting out slides for everybody that spell out why you're choosing the numbering you're choosing right you then have to accept that you're doing this to appeal to the 30 year plus diehard readers that have kept you afloat exactly and we are the continuity nerds and that is going to matter to us right like they would have been in my opinion better off to just freaking pick numbers that 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 like renumber to whatever they wanted, like just right. say Thor number seven hundred, an Amazing Spider Man eight fifty, just just pick numbers and then yeah. don't explain them. If you because sh- the numbers are arbitrary anyway, just right. pick the numbers you want to pick. If you show the math, someone is going to check your thinking. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Sure your yes. just, and the thing is, it seems like this legacy thing. And again, I don't want to judge it yet because it hasn't come out. But everything we've seen of it from a marketing standpoint is essentially Marvel saying. And DC said this a year ago, and, and commercially haven't been wrong. Guys, we want to expand the market. We've had some success doing it, but ultimately, we realized that what we got to do is we got to keep you old geezers buying our comics until you die. And the way to do that is to give you the same stories over and over again with the same characters that you've always wanted. And you've told us, we've heard you loud and clear, so we're going to go back to that. Yep. And short term, it's probably going to help their sales. It's probably going to work. It worked for DC. Long term, I think it's a mistake, but again, I don't run Marvel. It is what it is. I may, in fact, like some of these books better than the versions that are on the shelves now because I am one of the people that they're appealing to. But I just think like it's the whole thing is just so silly. It is. It's just and, so and, silly. And it's a sham because right, right. If, if you're going to call something legacy and you don't have a Fantastic Four title, you're, well, you're, you're done. Coming. You're done. No, that's coming, dude. The, I mean, yeah, that that's going to be one of the big things of this. I mean, yeah, we'll see. If if they do, then I'll give them my attention. Right. Yeah. Because it, it, that, I would be shocked. The legacy began with Fantastic Four number one. I so. would literally be stunned if if that's not what. Yeah. When when the I think that is one, one of the big things coming out of. I mean, that's going to be the big thing: the return of the Fantastic Four. The uh, the I, the more I'm the more I think about the whole adding Renew Your Vows, because Renew Your Vows is a current ongoing series. So, A, why aren't they renumbering that and including the first five issues from the miniseries into that renumbering? Why, again, that one is really seeming to stick in my craw. But right. when you when you told me about the one for Thor and how they're including Journey into Mystery from number one, when he didn't show up until Drink. issue what? 183. Yeah. yeah, eighty-three. So it's like, 
how? Oh, I. But they were all good stories, so they matter. <laughs> Not the <laughs> they more. Even though they didn't, even though they didn't <laughs> feature the character that they're getting up to seven hundred. But yeah, no, there, there are. Well, just... like 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 Black Panther. I mean, they don't include jungle action. And again, if you want to say okay, but that wasn't a Black Panther book. All right, cool. Like I'm cool with that. But then why are you including? These other, like, why are you including Journey in them? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, the the thing that sticks in my crawl is just the lack of internal logic. Like, they get to make the rules. So yes. just make the rules and then follow them. Yes. Just say, like, we're not counting miniseries, or we are. We're not counting annuals, or we are. We're not counting books that weren't titular to the character, or we are. Right? Like, don't, but, <laughs> I don't know, like, but it's just, it's just funny that they just, they chose different rules for each book. Right, and in doing so, do you think those rules were chosen to put anniversary issues in proximity? I mean, I think to an extent, because if you look at it, but but not entirely. I mean, like uh, Amazing at number 789, right? But that's, and, and that's, th- okay, cool. So that means this fall, of, the, this fall of Parker storyline mm-hmm. is going to conclude with the massive number 800. Okay. But why yeah, is the why, why is the first part, of the Thor storyline in Thor 700. No, exactly. I mean, that's what, right. You're exactly. Cause, cause then Avengers is 672. Uh, Black Panthers 166. Cable's 150. Okay. That you get. Captain Marvel's 125. I get that. Uh, Deadpool's 287. So nothing really special there. Hulk is 709. So nothing special there. So it's just, that's the thing. It's not even like I would actually have more respect if they just basically solved for the number, wait, wait, wait. like so that every every book became like, all right, this is Iron Fist at number one hundred and Iron Man's at six hundred. Just that actually sick <laughs> respect for it, just the clean marketing gimmick that it was going to be. But are they uh, are they Captain including the Hulk magazines? They should. No, but but again, they are including Tales to Astonish one through one hundred one. <laughs> again, <laughs> so yeah. like, like like what? Okay. Did an intern come up with these numbers? Probably. Yeah. But you said Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel, or it's, well, the, it's, it's Miss Marvel. It's Miss Marvel one through twenty three, um, and then Miss Marvel one through fifty, and then oh, so they're not even including the old Captain Marvel book. That's well, no. This is well, they're I mean, this is a Carol Danvers thing. I get that, I mean, right? But yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. So silly. It is, and then like um, with the Hulk, they, they include totally awesome Hulk, which is fine because that's the Hulk book right now. But that book has been Amadeus Cho as the Hulk. Yet they don't include Incredible Hercules. So why, why is that, right? I mean, that was the ongoing Hulk book at the <laughs> and time, and that was yeah, they 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 actually that was literally the same Indicia. They just yes. renamed it. It was the same right. Indicia. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah. all right. Much ado about nothing. And, and, and. Yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's, it's just silliness. It's not like, again, I, I don't, this is not a rant like how dare they are. No, we're just stupid. having like, fun. I just think it's silly. Like, I, I find the, the logic silly and, it, and I just ask, like, to what end is this? Like, to, like, who, who is, who's looking at this numbering and getting super duper stoked for it? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, is this really going to bring people back to books? No. Is, I mean, is it? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm asking, am I wrong? Are people going to? Are people going to come back to Marvel that have left it because the old numbering's back? Yeah, the numbering's back. It, it doesn't matter that the numbering's back. The characters aren't, unless Generations is this huge thing. Like you said, you know, it's going to bring back, you know, Thor, the, the Sigurd Jarlson, and, and it's going to give us the characters we knew, we read growing up in, yeah. in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And unless the numbering isn't going to mean squat if the characters still 
aren't recognizable. Right. And, and that's, I'm hoping, you know, with the title of the storyline, Fall of Parker, I'm hoping Vince and I will be able to read a Spider-Man book again soon. Mm. And, you know, we'll see, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, so we're, we'll mock and poke fun of Marvel for that. I want to talk about something that Marvel is doing right. And I'm hoping that this may be one thing that Jason read that he okay. did enjoy because he did enjoy the previous issues. Okay. And I read I hope. the first three issues of The Defenders. Oh, okay, cool. By Brian Michael Bendis, beautifully illustrated by David Marquez and colored by Justin Ponzer. This is... this. I believe you referenced you, you 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 kind of made the point to say that you you can kind of tell when someone's really enjoying their work and yes. I, I really Stolen believe Bendis was back to enjoying what he did. Yes, he he uh, the the words that are coming out of these characters' heads and and the uh, and it looks like Marquez is having a blast, and especially the action. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was this is I I enjoyed this a lot. I will um, I don't know. If Marquez can keep up with the quality of, of the work that's on the page, um, it, it absolutely looks fantastic. I, I, I think yeah. it's some amazing artwork. Um, it, it definitely looks, sounds, reads like like Bendis is having fun. Um, I'm still not a fan of Daredevil's outfit, but the uh, the from the first issue where you had where we're introduced to um, it's all the characters and they have that one wide panel with the logo and, and, and a little bit of a, of an origin story montage behind them. Um, the, uh, the, the stuff going down between black hat and diamondback is, uh, is entertaining. The, um, we're still in a world where people forgot, don't know that, um, Daredevil is Matt Murdock, which is fine because that that's carryover from from the Wade stuff. Uh, sweet cameo in in the second issue by a. Um, well, I don't know. I don't remember if, if Jason mentioned who who shows up at uh, to give the night nurse something to um, wake Luke up out of his um, drug induced uh, coma. But there's there really is um, a lot to enjoy. And, and only three issues so far, but I think, you know, I, I am just really, really liking this book. And you could say, oh, it's, it's the whole, it, it's of course, cause Defenders comes out a couple of weeks on Netflix and mm-hmm. uh, tie in and this way it has all these characters. And of course the big bad from the, um, or one of the big bad from the Luke Cage series is in this, or is he? Um, I, I really, really, like this, I, I gave it a shot, um, mostly after you talked about it, and and uh, I am really happy that I did. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, you know, this is the thing where, I mean, clearly the, the characters and the setting and the, the, the storyline and the big bad all are not coincidentally timed with the upcoming Netflix release of the of the show. So... So this could have gone wrong in a lot of ways, and I have to give, to your point, I mean, Marvel's doing a lot wrong right now, but I have to give them credit here because this is, 
in a world now where we have to accept that there is always going to be some book on the shelves, whether it's the main book or not, that ties into whatever other media are happening. Um, this is at least of those that I've read, the one that I found that straddles the fence effectively, where it's definitely exists because of the TV show. I mean, it's, you know, but, but, but it feels like it fits squarely into the continuity of the 616 and the characters that we've known and read about for a long time. And um, I just have one problem with it. Yeah. What? To use that logo is bullshit. This is, oh, yeah, this no. is not the Defenders. They, no, they, but it's, they not, may go, it's also not the Defenders that, that you read. No, right. Many, but many they they so may it's, be it's, going by that name, but this is not mm-hmm. the Hulk and Doctor Strange and the Silver Surfer. Why do they need to call these, these characters the Defenders? They're not the Defenders. They, they're using the because old Defenders the, logo. Because the the Avengers are the 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 major league and the defenders are, are, are handling what's going on on the street. And, and that's, so they're defending the little guy, it's the common happening. person. I don't like it. So it's not, it, it's not the, the, Oh, we're handling the, the quirky mysteries defenders we have, you know, look, cause we're hanging out with some, some Satan. And right. Yeah. I, I'm with you, but I, I don't, um, I'm not offended that they're using the title. For, for for these four characters, I'm guessing there's, yeah, no, there's, no, there's no Blue Oyster Cult in this. I'm guessing, not yet anyway. But you um, never know. Bendis, right? Never know. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Boo. And you know, I I have to say, David Marquez continues to. I mean, he's never been a bad artist at all, but I, I think he continues to get better and better. Yeah, so because I I remember some of the the Ultimate Spidey stuff and what he's worked on with Bendis in the past, but this is I don't know what he's. Doing or not doing, and and then Justin is coming in and and uh, helping out with, or if it's mm-hmm. not nice. But I mean, whether you have Kingpin or uh, the Punisher showing up, there's just uh, the, even that's crazy. The Punisher shows up, Whew. right? Wow, who would have thought? Who saw that coming? There is there is one. There, there's about um, I think there's like four four pages um, where three pages. Where we're, each page has six panels and it's, they're, they're giving you the gist of the relationship between Carl Lucas and Willis Stryker. And it's just, it's almost as if Ben Urich was walking around asking these people questions and, and everybody, it's a different panel and, and, and the, the dialogue continues from one person to the next, but it, the way it was done just really, uh, it it gives it a it's not it's not just text boxes and caption boxes you're reading it's just it, it and and the fact that everybody looks different and yeah Marquez just really took his time and and did a fantastic job with this and and uh, I I think I, I I have one theory as as to who I think Diamondback may be and I don't. I, I might. What do you mean? Who he may be? I don't. Uh, well, for one thing, um, he uh, he he's he stopped um, Iron Fist's Iron Fist. He flips the car over like it was nothing. And even even Luke says that you know this isn't. He hasn't. This isn't the dude who 
you know, this isn't them back we knew before. This is, this guy is definitely, um, not, it's power set is completely leveled up and, and, uh, it's, and there was one, there was one fight scene in the, um, in the second issue where, um, Jessica runs in, beats the crap out of, uh, Diamondback and before he, um, before any harm can come to her, Daredevil comes in and, uh, and he's got her back and, and so she's taking care of, of Diamondback's thugs. Iron Fist shows up and while Daredevil is fighting Diamondback, um, because of Daredevil's senses, he seems to be a little surprised, taken aback, um, by what he he senses as far as um, what's behind Diamondback's face. Um, and I, I don't, because even though Luke said, listen, this dude is dead, I don't know how he can be back. And everybody in the group kind of says that, you know, well, everybody in Spider-Man's life comes back to life. So it's not like, you know, it's so uncommon that the people we know in our circle ever come back to life. Nobody stays dead. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's Diamondback. Hmm. I mean, Misty says it's Diamondback in the issue. I don't like, she, like Maybe there's she's a whole mistaken. scene. There's a whole scene where all these people are being interviewed and they're all talking about how it's Diamondback. The old man's like, everyone's talking about Diamondback all of a sudden. And Misty's like, Luke Cage and Diamondback were best friends. They came on the streets together, boyhood friends. Yep. So, no, so it looks, mean it's not- it looks, no, it, it looks, he, this, I, I believe this character is taking on the appearance of Diamond. Ah, I believe ah, it's actually Willis okay. Stryker come back to life. I believe this is someone else pretending to be Willis Stryker. Gotcha. Oh, that could well be. Oh, that's cool. That's a good theory. I like that. Because there's one character who I miss from back in the day who I, haven't seen in many, many, many years, and apparently, um, that character has dealt with um, the mystical side of things. So I, that that's what my theory is coming into play. I mean, we'll see. It could be. I mean, I'll be I'll be happy not because I'm right, but because it's um, because I, I respect Bendis for pulling this dude out of um, mothballs because we mm-hmm. haven't so long. So we'll see if it plays out. See, this is what I love. How you, uh, we can meet and talk about stuff that some of us wouldn't read while you guys are loving it. And then some of us can talk about stuff that we loved and other ones aren't feeling it, but we're still having a good time. We are. At least I am. At least I am too. And and speaking of a good time. Yeah. We had a couple of uh, shouty outs. To uh, to lay down two and actually and and one one big ass shout out. yeah we have this is this is a repeat shout out and and with good reason um we uh we shouted out a while ago uh Mr Trev Boyd because he he he, he pledged at that tier but um I want to uh, the guys we all want to um. Give him a special shout out because he, he increased, he upped 
leveled up, he decided to, um, he opted into the, is it the second from the top? It, it's, no, it, he, he is now, he's the first person at this tier where if, um, if he pledges this for the next three months, he will be the first person to get Vince B original art. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Our first EOC Med- Medici. That's the name. Yes, thank right. you. That was the level. And because he is the first, he is going to walk away with some more stuff than he bargained for. Well, there you go. I think that's only Did- fair. Right? That, that, that's fine. Did yeah, you shout I, him out though? Yeah. Trev Boyd. No, but, okay. I, I must have, I must have missed you saying the name. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. that's incredible. That's incredible. It is. And, and, and I'm thankful for that. And he will be when he gets his stuff, let me tell you, cause I'm gonna, yeah. I'm Who gonna, else we got? I'm gonna give it. Um, we have Dan, uh, you do the first one. I don't want to ruin it. Dan Wisniewski? Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, go Vince. Well, there's an Eagles offensive lineman named Steve Wisniewski, so I'm going, okay. I'm going with that. That was easy. All right. Yeah. We'll give Vince the easy one next then. Rupesh Shah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seb Kozar. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Adam Nemec. I love that name. It sounds like a palindrome to me. To my it ear, does. it sounds like yeah. a palindrome. Yeah. Adam Nemec. Semen Mada would be his reverse name. Right. I didn't say it was. I said, oh, no, I'm okay. saying that'd be cool, though. What if it is? What if that's his real name? What if? What if? What if? But we love you all so much. Yes. Yeah. Big, and big. if you want to be a patron, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash 11 o'clock comics. That's the number 11 o'clock comics. And we are uh, rolling along. We are fast approaching our next tier and Vince what is that tier what oh. do, what's the goal hanging with the booze right no we've no, already, we already hit that, that one silly. we haven't done it yet but we've already hit that drinking with the we, booze. Vince is referring to our last our last <laughs> tier was hanging with the dudes <laughs> and we will be giving you all the details soon because we have another 11 days to make good on this but we will be starting a online in the description we say Google hangout it may not ultimately be Google but it will be a online live video hangout with us uh, at some point each month to just chat about whatever the hell y'all want to chat about. Uh, but the one we are fast approaching but not yet at is the two or more extra episodes a month, Vince. Look at that. That's the one I love. That's that's why I tried to throw it to you. I just have a question. Did one of you change the password to the to the Patreon? Because when I – No. Well, something changed because when I click on it, you know how the browser says, hey, do you want to remember this password? I've never had to add my password, but now today I do. And I had to do it on my phone, too. What's up mm-hmm. with that? That might, oh. that, that, might be, um, that might be on the Patreon side, but it, it's... Um, Wait, first I logged off today. First, yeah, they don't, they don't let me well. post multiple images. Now i got to go with this bullshit. Oh, yeah, you got to capture shit. I mean, there's, there's who knows exactly what... Um, Click on every square with a vehicle. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, I have street signs. Yeah, the poles included in the damn street sign, I guess. That's stupid. That's Dumb. Stupid. But whatever. Um, so, yes, two or more extra episodes a month. 
and I'm pe- and people focus on the or yes. more because that's the part I'm focusing on. Yes, and and if you if you either can't or don't want to uh, do a a monthly patronage, um, we also have some fly ass gear, which is available on our Threadless store, which is eleven o'clock comics dot Threadless dot com. And uh, a lot of y'all been buying some dope gear. We, we love you for that. And we do have more designs coming shortly. What Jason is trying to say is waiting on Vince's ass to get that new T-shirt up there. Yeah. Kind Maybe of sort of. Dap's designing one. Maybe I'm designing one. You I'm, never know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping you, you do. But, yeah. I, I told you I'm not going to have one. I'm going to have three. Good. Three going it. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to right, now we all read it. We all read eight issues of the same series, did we not? Yeah. Well, yeah, see now, uh, is it eight with the mini series? Because I didn't read. No, it's, it's, oh, well, it's, it's, eight, it's, 10, it's eight. the right? main, and then yeah. two of the uh, the spinoff. Right. So far, that that's not a uh, that doesn't seem to be a um on any sort sort of uh, set schedule unless it's quarterly because the third issue is coming out in September. Ah. Uh. I love the covers though on, on the mini. Oh, I like all the covers, but the covers, the bat on the, the, uh, is, yeah. it, is it the rise? The bat surprised me. Like the rise. It's the animosity, rise. the rise. The main series is animosity and, uh, I, I'm going to let. Oh no, really? You're going to let me do it? Let's let yes. Jason do it. Mm-mm. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this hurts. This hurts me. I'm dying. Go ahead. Go all, ahead. All right. Uh, it's, it's a book called Animosity, published by Aftershock. I got it right. Oh, well, yes. It's, it's Aftershock. It is I Aftershock. Written by the devilishly talented Marguerite Bennett, uh, illustrated by Rafael de la Torre, and color art by Rob Schwagner. Schwagger. Schwagner. Is there an N? Yes. There's there's an N. There better be an N because I hate being wrong. There's not an N. It's, it's swag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't type very well. There's an N in my notes here, and there won't be any more. But uh, so here's the rub with animosity. The premise is very simple, but the questions. And the concerns that this book poses are deep and many. Um, for some reason, animals become sentient. They are able to think and reason and communicate and speak. They woke up. They, they just, they, go, they got woke. They got woke. And naturally, it, it, it sends the uh, world into a tizzy because, do the math, while there are a lot of damn human beings on the planet, there are many, many more animals. Now, when we say animals, it's not just chickens and cows and dogs and cats. It's brine shrimp, like a- animals yeah. Yeah. Are, and, and sea creatures and fish and amphibians and, and reptiles and and, insects and, and bugs and in, yeah, and insects—it's everything. Suddenly, becomes sentient, and and the, the 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 switch being flicked is illustrated beautifully in the first. It issue. is. 
You get a a double-page spread of many people and animals doing many different things, and in the middle of it, it says, oh, you have a woman who takes her pet to the vet to be uh, euthanized. You have a man who's about to bludgeon uh, a cow with with that that oh-so-special bolt gun. Um, there are a couple of sloths just hanging there doing what sloths do. You have a hamster devouring one of its young, while all of the remaining young who were deemed fit for survival look on in horror. There's a woman and a great uh, a killer whale at a Sea World type in uh, place, um, and then then the next double page spread hinges uh, using the same images. It says holy in the middle. The uh, the bolt gun is placed to the cow's forehead. The the puppy that's about to be or the dog that's about to be euthanized stirs. Um, the the hamster takes the carcass of its semi devoured young out of its mouth, and then the next double page spread says fuck. So it's oh holy fuck. The dog forgives. The woman uh, tells, tells her, don't cry, I understand, I forgive you. The cow confronts the man with the bolt gun saying, please, you don't have to do this. The a cat threatens. Uh, that was my favorite. Yeah, if you ever fucking hit her again, I will cut your fucking eyes out of your skull while you sleep. Um, the uh, There's a polar bear chowing down on something, says, oh my God, what have I done? The hamster just continues to eat its young. It's it's just it's it's a nice way of slamming home the fact that it was a progression. It, like it it happened initially, but this stages makes the impact even more. Because you have to turn the page, you read another double page, but you turn the page, and it, it's all hinged on past event, like recent events. But the one that got got me was naturally the main characters. Yes. In the book, which um, is uh, Jesse Hernandez and her dog, Sandor. And and they're, they're just playing, doing with uh, a, a child and their, 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 their pet would do. And when um, Sandor awakes or, or wakes, he says, I love you, Jesse, honey. I like the dog has no other words for her. His first words are, I love you. And I think that's extremely telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and that's the thing. So, so all these animals, some become very violent and very um, bloodthirsty against the humans that have, quote, kept them down for so long, while some are very loyal and stay loyal and protect their humans. Birds are just nasty sons of bitches in this thing. It just seems like all the birds are pricks. Mm-hmm. They just want to kill humans. There's um, a tiger in the first issue whose pups were sold on the black market. So she, she is not having anything to do with humans. And she confronts Sandor, and who is protecting Jesse. And, and the, the tiger just like, what are you doing? Embrace your animal nature. Rip her throat out. And Sandor's not having it. Um, but the thing that – the questions for me that it rose was – in, within the narrative, uh, there are restrictions placed on both humans and animals. Like, because animals outnumber humans, 
far more, they can only reproduce in certain amounts. And while the animals turn that around and say, well, if we can only reproduce in certain amounts, you should too. And they stop eating meat because I guess it's a bad thing to eat something that can talk. Yeah. And I thought about that <laughs> for a while. <laughs> like, we we need protein. Mm-hmm. And the protein now has the ability to talk to us, have a conversation with us. How many of us would still eat it just because it can speak and think? How many wouldn't? Would you, I mean, I would stop eating meat because I don't want to, I'm not, it, it, it's not cannibalism, but you, you're, you're, you're taking a, a, a sentient life. We're still taking a sentient life. It's just, it, it's just another layer that, okay, now it can think. It can still think because it can't, like in our world, animals can still think and somewhat reason the higher ones on the evolutionary chain, I guess, but the fact that they can talk to you, it's disturbing, isn't it? Doesn't that, doesn't that creep you out that the, the meat is speaking? And I still regard it as meat. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a cow. It's a hamburger. Right? But now it is a hamburger with a name. And they're very adamant of having names. Because when you name something, it doesn't become an organism anymore. It, it has an identity. And it becomes unique. This is what was the whale's name? No, the whale didn't have a, a name. It was just humpback whale, right? right? Who's living in the Hudson River, so she's not going to be alive very much longer. Yeah, um, so she had to get the hell out of there. Yeah, and and what, what was the other thing that that really got me? Um, well, there's there's an animilitary now. The animal yeah. the animals have created their own military they have weapons like shoulder mounted rockets and uh it's it's just it it's a very deeply affecting book for me um but uh, this this was really got me so animals can think the the planet is thrown into chaos and you have the typical asshole on the street preaching about the holy book gave the animals to man and blah, 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 Adam in the garden, and this is just wrong because the good book says it's wrong. And it's just like, have you not learned? Is this not enough evidence for you that this book that you're touting as the law is wrong? That's the part that I always focus on the religious. I'm sorry. I, I got a bone to pick with all of it. And, and that's the, the, the thing that stuck out to me. Animals do not have souls. How do you know that? Yeah, no, that's that's. Where? Give me some concrete evidence that animals don't have souls. Give me a concrete evidence that we have souls, right? And then maybe I'll believe you. But David, um, I said I was going to stop reading this after the third issue. Then I said I was going to stop reading it after the fifth issue. Exactly right. Uh, and now I have read up to the eighth issue. Um, I, by the reason why is because I don't want to see something I can't unsee. I, I am attached 
or 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 um yeah i've 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 grown attached to the characters uh specifically sandor um and jesse uh palace cat there are we've already lost some of our party um and what it's one of those things where I don't want to, I, I know something bad's going to happen, so I should stop reading it, but then I get to like a double page spread where, um, Jesse is talking to, um, Zamazora and, and saying that, you know, I, I believe that I'll, I'll see my, my parents again. I believe, you know, you'll see, you'll see your brother again. I, I believe, and, and when, in the eighth issue when everybody's kind of talking about it, when, when you're getting, uh, like Bethesda's origin story and, and you're finding out what some of the other animals were doing, um, before the, the rise and the wake and, and, uh, and religion comes into play in the eighth issue as well for Vince. Um, for me, yeah, those are the, uh, that's, those are the moments where I'm like, this is, this is probably why I haven't been able to stop reading this yet. The art is absolutely stunning. I, I yeah. think, um, the author is doing some amazing work here. I, I, and this is a tough gig too, because I, you're you, not just you, drawing people. No, you have <laughs> to draw to, every kind of species. You have to draw animals that are lit with intelligence. How do you do that without making it look cartoony? Right. Yeah, and you're and, not giving everybody like you know you're not giving them a regular set of teeth. I mean, they still have these. You still have to express how they're feeling. And, and when you have a when you have a dog like we have a bloodhound like Sandor, you can kind of you know furrow the brow and and um. But also the way Bennett has everybody, uh, he I Sandor because he calls her cowgirl and the way he the way he talks he. Seems and, and I mean he he was born on a farm so he he just he reminds me of a um I kind of have like that southern drawl and everybody everybody has a unique distinct uh voice and that helps also I think it I mean you can you can look at the goats and and realize that you know one is definitely kind of a hyper bitch and and it's a little bit. Not, I mean, that's not just the way she's drawn, but also, um, her attitude and, and, and the way, um, her dialogue comes across. It seems like the bigger the animals are in size, the more compassionate they are. Like the mice and the birds are dicks. The rabbits are jerks. But Palace Cat is small and, and. Well, well, there are, there are exceptions, right? Right. But I mean, the bison. Oh, and the whale, a, like they're they're just compassionate. They're just the, the I, and the whale. The, the whale was touching because you know she tells Jesse to um you know be careful because you know I see you have some friends and you you you've split your heart eight ways and and now um something is going to happen where uh basically you'll you'll you're going to be stricken with grief and the more right. you you allow people into your life then uh the greater the chance that uh, that that's going to happen and um there was uh what i what i appreciated um earlier in the series is the way the way they explained how um or yeah, why 
an animal would have a certain level of intelligence. Like they're not, if, if a cat is three years old and a dog is three years old and a chipmunk is three years old because of the lifespan of those three different species, they're, they, they, however, they kind of go with the human equivalent to the level of intelligence. So, um, a pal's cat is basically like the doctor. Um, yeah. And, and so it's, it's, it's not like, okay, so all these animals were born at the same time or, or, but if, um, it's been five years, because you have, you have insects, you know, the mayfly lives like what, 24 hours? So, I mean, obviously by the time it gets to, to, to the 23rd hour and, and 58th minute, that's, they, they, they've reached well beyond their, um, at that point, I guess they're going senile, but they, they, they're trying, to, Bennett has written it so that the um there really are no dumb animals that we've come across right. so far. I like the armadillo, but I mean there isn't anybody who we haven't seen any animals that are just that 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 are um that are dumb. Everybody right. I, I I think the way the even I mean, even the humans, they're still and we it's not like we and a bunch. I mean, there's Jesse. There's there's human Kyle because he was the um, he was working at the the base camp, and that's and that was the the camp was where um, uh, Mocha had basically you had your name, but then you had your breed before your name. So, um, which yeah, so it was just <laughs> but and and that was. I, I like the fact that that since Sandor is a bloodhound, he has a talent that is um, in demand, and and mm-hmm. um, it's uh, and it's going to and and the reason why so so Lincoln Square is um, you'll find out is is basically a setup, and um, Sandor and Jesse leave New York. Um, Without Oscar, thank God. And uh, I can't stand him. Well, you don't have to. That was uh, that was the one character bit in the whole. What was it when that like first three issues? Uh, when Oscar goes off the rails during oh the, yeah during the because the, like, that that bullet could have hit Jesse. Yeah, it just it didn't it didn't make sense to me. Like that. Yeah, well, he's never he's never liked. I mean, yes, he. He was there when when they brought Sandor home, but I mean, as soon as he realized the animals were talking, he comes running into the room, tells his wife, tells his daughter, "Stay away from the animals. Right, get right. away from the dog." Automatically assumed that the dog was not going to to. So have he's the always girl. had it right. But the thing is, he threatens the dog along yeah. the way. If you ever yeah. do anything to her, like he's like he could do anything about it against the bloodhound, right? But the the thing is. Sandor saved Jesse's life. Yep. And his his immediate reaction is to beat the dog down with a rock. Yeah. Like the the guy is he's scum. Yeah. I, I could see being a little you know the adrenaline just shot through your body and and you maybe you're not thinking clearly. Your daughter almost got killed, but as soon as you see her fine, yeah. Then you pick up a rock and beat the shit out of a dog. Yeah, like I don't the, get it. The actions did not. He should have. Definitely. I mean, at, at that point, he it was a point of no return. You can't. I mean, yeah, once he, the, she you're not going to look good. 
Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but they're leaving New York so they can get to California to meet up with Jesse's brother. So that's, um, that's, that is why we're on this, um, this trek with this, uh, with this band of animals. And, um, I mean, like I said, the, the, uh, the eighth issue, we, um, the eighth issue was, was kind of tough, especially towards the end when, uh, when Jesse and Sandor were having their little conversation. Um, we'll, we'll see how things go, um, in the next, uh, couple issues, but, um, it's a, uh, there were, the, the, when they meet up with this, um, the, the, the red dragon, uh, and Sandor's kind of getting revenge against this bird and, um, Kyle is holding open the bird's beak. Um, there was a nice touch because since the bird was, uh, basically spewing acid, uh, it actually burned Kyle's hand, which I didn't see the first time. And as I was rereading it, I see the burns because when a couple of pages later he um he's nursing his hand and then he's got a bandage on it. And I was like and, and those are little touches where it's like normally you would probably just see them and think nothing of it, but it it's it is a it's a really, really well done book, I think. Yeah. Well in the eighth issue, the animals are basically creating their own mythology. Like we did. Yeah. That's the entire issue. They're just like saying, Well, this in the beginning, this is how it was and this is uh, what happened, and you know, it, it's it's the the tall tales on which they've based their entire existence, and it's nothing unlike we've done. Uh, I, I, eight is, was my favorite issue to date. Agreed, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was it was a bit of a um, it it wasn't a um, it was it was a little bit of a breather. It wasn't there, there was a lot going on as far as the story continuing, but it wasn't as heavy as the issues leading up to it. And then yeah. you were able to actually just catch your breath for a second. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very unique series. I think it's a special series. If the budget was there to make this into a, a, a TV show that, that um, could do the book justice, I think it would be huge in the right hands. I think it would be uh, yeah, a great, I agree with great TV series. I do too. Um, and, uh, the, the spinoff, the rise is also written by Bennett, but the art and covers are by, um, Bondo. And it's, I didn't read that yet. Oh, okay. So we won't get into it, but it's basically, I, it's a, um, what's the gist though? Is it like backstory? Well, or? it's, it's sort of kind of, there's a, um, it starts out, the first issue starts off pretty much the same way the first issue of animosity starts off, uh, at that doctor, at the vet's office with the, with the rats and, um, Dicks. and the, the vet, um, he's trying to see what else is going on. And th- there's a, um, oh, Adam's cause it's San it? Francisco. Um, no, <laughs> no, uh, there's a, uh, it's in San Francisco. So like there's the, there, there are people down by the wharf. And, um, so you have seagulls swooping down wanting iPads and they want to steal everybody's shit. Uh, cause like <laughs> I said, the birds are assholes. Uh, there they are, are they really there, there are, are seals coming up onto the land and, and, um, and then there's, uh, 
there are dolphins that are like attacking the seals. Um, but the, uh, the vet saves a seal, um, but ends up getting, uh, beaten down by some of the other animals. And, and he's basically kind of their, not really their prisoner because he's a vet and, and vets are in kind of short supply. Uh, cause you know, human doctors, uh, it's easy enough to figure out, you know, what's wrong with people. But when you're a vet and you have to deal with a whole bunch of different types of animals, um, you're, uh, it's tough. You're, yeah. So, uh, he, um, he's basically, he, he gets, he gets privileges that none of the other humans get. He's got his own, uh, apartment. He, um, all the humans are monitored. They're, they're, they're on video or they're being watched, but they all have their own little guardian animal. And, uh, Adams is the bat that you saw on the second issue cover. Uh, which the, the, the bat can, can be a bit of, um, of a jerk or smart ass, but, uh, but he's a bat, so he's, he, <laughs> he's cooler than all the other animals. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it, 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 because it's Wando, it obviously looks different than uh, De La Torre's book, but it's um, I, I'm kind of hoping that they kind of keep it separate, unless well, because obviously it's out west um, whether or not Jesse and her crew will eventually I, I don't, I kind of just want them to keep it separate, I, I, I want the um, the rise is more, I want to say maybe the rise is kind of from the animal's point of view more than anything else, mm-hmm. whereas the main book is is Jesse and Sandor's story and, and then trying to get to where they got to go. Right. I, uh, I slacked this to you or could have been, yeah, I slacked it that I'm kind of upset that I wasn't on this from the beginning yeah. because yeah. I would have liked to have read this as it was coming out. The, if I could have. With the, with the gap between issues would have been sweet. But I, I don't the, know. The fact that I did eight in a row. I mean, I, I love it. I'm obviously very infatuated with this book, so I'm I'm going to keep reading it. But it, I think it would have been the the weight between issues would have been crushing, and it would have made me probably want it more because it just you know you're done with number one, you just slide on over and start reading number two. Where yeah. I, I would have liked to have been able to think about the events of the issue for a couple of weeks before I got the next one. No, and I, I, I could definitely appreciate that. I think it would probably help with the emotional beats, but because yeah. of those emotional beats, I don't know if I'd be able to handle it. I'm glad you're reading it. It's, it must be rough for you. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, obviously there are, um, there are things that have happened to some of the party that, that, that are unfortunate. And, and the rest, and seeing their reactions to it and how they deal with it, um, that is when it kind of hits you. But, um. But Dap, it's better to have loved and lost and never have never loved to have loved it all. Yeah, right? You gotta, you gotta go through but, the pain. I don't know, man. I, I go through the pain in real life. I don't, uh, like I said, all about the escapism. So let's read more about Trump. But the, I, I know that there's been one person who's been mad quiet about this book. I'm thrilled you all loved it. I, I truly am. You guys, it, it's clear the book really touched you guys. It did not touch me. Okay. There's absolutely nothing about it. I mean, art or story or just the whole um, gist of it. Again, I feel like I'm like in a parallel universe because I, I, I thought the art was just like, wow, 
Oh my god! Super, super not good. Do you already have you already have the pages set for this, right, right, Vince? With yes, the, I do. The album art, okay. I get. I need people, people, people. I need you <laughs> to look at the gallery and just let us know if. Well, I don't think that's the way to approach it because you're like you're basically setting up our boo here. No, no, no. I don't want to. I just, I just, I want to know if there's something that I just. Well, you're also cherry picking images. Again, it's uh, I'm talking about the, the art from a sequential storytelling standpoint and a consistency standpoint. I thought the per- the perspective backgrounds, the characters, just I, I was just a stunning lack of consistency. And I don't blame him in the sense that it's freaking hard to draw animals consistently. Uh, I don't know many people that have to or do. I, I, I don't, I don't know that many artists would have been up for the task, but I don't think that he is. Wow. Love you. Not seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously not. Excited. I mean, that's, that's listen, excited. obviously you guys love the book. That's great. I, I, it book did very little for me. And this is one book from Aftershock that I, I don't think I've heard much about from, from, from fans. Really? I, I haven't. I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't gone looking, but I don't, right. when we, when you look at, you know, the Facebook group and you see, you know, what other, what, what, what our crew is talking about, um, I don't see animosity brought up too often. Well, that's the thing. Um, you're right. It wasn't. And because I don't even know why we tried it. Did I try it because I, you you were reading it, or I, I was reading it because um, you said something the last week or the week before that because um, you read Jimmy's Bastards yes. and you like wanted to, you wanted to check out some other aftershock stuff. So that's that's what that was what I needed. So I, I did that uh, because I realized that there were some aftershock books that I I remember seeing the, the those six pages, the three double page spreads. That was the preview from for animosity in the back of a few other aftershock books. So I was aware of it and I knew our boy Mike Ruth did some variant covers. Um, so I was aware of the book. I just, again, because it's animals talking and, and now that, you know, they're, they're aware, it really wasn't something I felt I needed to brush into. But, um, in the, uh, interest of, Seeing what else aftershock, and it's something that I think we probably do. I know Jason and I did it last year, where you know we tried the um, uh, the the Rough Riders book, and the um, uh, there was the one about the the con con man, and there, there were just a few other aftershock books. Every so often, I guess a couple of us will go through to see what aftershock has to offer, and and kind of. Shotgun a bunch of titles and and I, yeah. I did that with animosity and I did it with um with World Reader because I I never read that I don't even remember I'm, seeing too many ads for it I'm half through halfway through issue number two that's why so I'm not ready to to speak on it okay yet. we'll speak on it next but, week then I yeah I, I have them but just I, I'm slowly making my way through them I think Wando's art's so good on that I might. When we talk about it next week, I might, um, or two weeks, I'll, uh, I might be wearing the Jason hat. I don't believe you. So, <laughs> but you know what? Um, it, in the spirit of Walking Dead, where I don't really give a crap what caused the zombie apocalypse, I really don't care what made animals uh, sentient in this book. I don't need to know. Do you need to know? No. Good. 
No, it's no, not. no, I don't need to know. Um, but I, 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 but I, but that said, for some reason, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me why all the animals have full sentience and ability to speak English instantly. Like, I don't get that. Like, why would well, they, I think why it might... doesn't make sense to me. And again, it's comics, so it doesn't have to make sense. Like, there are plenty of things that we accept as real True. that make no sense. So I'm not, like, I'm, again, I don't want to, like, it is what but it is, we're... but it just, for me, I'm like, I, and and look, I've got three kids. I've watched a million Disney movies, anthropomorphic movies that are fine. <laughs> but I, but I just like when the krill are talking, I, I, I tapped out. I was the, like, I'm out. The wait, which one was talking? Like when the krill, like the krill were speaking. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. As far as English, though, I mean, they're all we're only seeing this country, and and if the animals are around people who speak, why although, would krill have any? Or whale know what English is. Oh, you're right. No, but yes, I, 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 I get the whole underwater thing. Um, I can, like I, I get the idea of them having awareness suddenly, but the, the idea that they all communicate and speak the way we would and, and like have use, use, like have, have suddenly have humanistic moral compasses and, and have the um, whale, the whale like, likes Pokemon and, and have the, the ability does. to use, to use pop culture and humor. It just doesn't like, yeah, it just—I don't know—it just, it just seemed silly to me. Didn't didn't work for me. Silly, good. Oh, damn. Well, again, I'm I'm through. Yeah. Listen, I love it. I mean, I don't. I, I nothing bums me out more than when anybody reads comic and on big. So, so I'm loving that that y'all were vibing off this stuff. That's yeah. great. I mean, it's and I love Marguerite Bennett. I, I I've praised you her do? a million times. I, yeah. I think she's a great writer. I, I so I am legit surprised that this book didn't grab me, but it didn't. It it happens. It does. All right. So, you want to talk about something else? What you got? I don't have anything. I was hoping that maybe our our fine uh, patron people would have a question or two that we can bat back and forth. Hmm. Do they though? Hmm. I bet they do. While we're looking that up, Vince, did you watch the stream? I did. I did too. Oh, it was great. Let's speak on that. Speak on that. Um, yeah. Let me write it down. The strain. The strain. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's been some time since the uh, the last uh, the closer for the season. What is it? Four. Season Three? four. This is season five. Right. So season four. Uh, it, there's been a passage of time, and the uh, the Strigori are uh, in control. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I they walk among us, and and they are the people, and they um, they're they're more uh, equals now than they are needing to stick to the shadows. That, yeah, I'm not that, seeing that at all. When you when you yeah. got to walk single file. Oh right, and, no. I mean, they, I think these people are oppressed, and the whole hey, stop at the the clinic and and give, give some, some blood, blood or else. You know, I think there's a big or else at the end of that because oh, there definitely is because yeah, you need to stay up on your on on your uh, on your visits and make sure that that's how you'll get everything that that they say. That, that's why I mean by by equals is the fact that at least there's there's a uh, there's an appearance that um, that humans are still because there's it's humans doing the commercials, it's humans being the um, the spokes person for uh for the center or for the partnership um so they're 
they're making them feel at ease. I was, I, I like, cause I mentioned this that, um, which fascinated me for the first four seasons in that, like, once when that plane lands and all the way up to like the fourth season, because I think at one point the professor even says that, um, you know, it's been like 21 days. So it's been like three weeks. So, so barely a month for seasons one through four. And now at the start of the fifth season, it's been like nine months since, um, since we've had a new master. Yeah. The master's great. I love him. Yeah. I yes. absolutely think my man is fantastic in this. I role. think it's the best. Uh, I shouldn't say this because I really like the design of the master in the, in the first season, but I think, this is the culmination of everything they've been working. This is the design that they're they're going with now is amazing. It he, is. It, there's a little bit of Nosferatu in there. Yes. And, yes. No, it's great. Um, but I, I got to side with Jason on this. What? Uh, as far as this, the nuclear winter thing, it's not oh, yeah. it's not a deal breaker for me, but it's pretty damn stupid. Yes. <laughs> it, it really is that they're in Philly, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Um, just uh, good weather is because, right, but it's still, I, of course, everybody's still in the Empire State. It's Bill. still overcast. Yeah, and, and the sun is being blocked out, and it's like, okay, you're telling me like uh, a huge chunk of the East Coast, like because we haven't really seen what's going on, on the other side of the country, but is a, is in a nuclear winter, and if the bombs were that powerful to create this kind of nuclear winter, ain't no way F would have got out. They would have all been shadows on 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 the walls. Correct. Yeah, it's just not happening. But suspension. But we have to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You have to accept that. That you know, when it happens in the book, you have to have to accept it. I mean, and then if you accept it, I thought I I enjoyed enjoyed the first issue. I I, I'm with that. I I liked that we we got a fast forward, um, a resetting. Um, I. I hate his son so much. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I, oh, I want to see him. Now, see, you have the upper hand in this situation because you've read the books. Yeah. And But it's a lot different, though. But is the son a player in the books like this? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, but the, I mean, the, much, well, I, I was going to say Walking Dead. Actually, Walking Dead's probably still closer to the, to the source material than this is. I want to Th- see. This is. This has had to change a lot and be truncated quite a bit. Yeah, well, I, I assume that, but I want yeah. to see Zach die horribly. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, it pisses me off that that he is it because poor Icarus, but he, it, it's it's. Although, yeah, I don't know really how you could say poor Nazi, but it, the master is obviously grooming sure. Zach to take over. Right. Um, right. And my man's face when that happens, when 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 Zach goes for the white and and uh, I love how they call it the white. Kneel <laughs> ne- ne- for your white. It's like, oh, that's so damn creepy. My white. What are you talking about? That's like sperm. It's vampire sperm. I know what. It's, yeah, it's, it's like they they are, they're able to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go up tonight after we record. I'm gonna just tell my wife, "Hey, you want some white? <laughs> Get on your knees." They're able to basically show someone taking a load. On I know a because they they call it the white. <laughs> the white, it's so wrong. Oh, but but uh, so he has the ability, like much like the shadow, to cloud men's minds 
just being yes. in the vicinity like that is very powerful because the whole sequence where Zach thought it was his mother and it's not. It was the freaking master as his mother. And he got the mannerisms down and he got the look down. It's like, oh, my God, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. So he basically – he could be anyone now. Yeah. Scary yeah, as shit. Long as, you're, as long as you're weak-minded um, like Zach. Yeah. The, uh, the scene with I, – I, I, I love Quinlan. I – Mm-hmm. Can't get enough of him, um, and for for him to say at the uh, at the end that um, Vasily Fat always ends up walking backwards into a bunch of manure and comes to smell like roses only because no after all of that he's like, yeah, I know where I know where we can find a, a nuclear missile. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> I've just been bludgeoned by a bunch of militant feminists. Chained up. And who do they chain me with? Why, some guy that worked at the local nuclear facility. Hey, man. Hey. Always coming up Millhouse. Take me to your leader there, buddy. But um, uh, no, I'm glad to see that Fett has moved on and he, he has... Rona uh, Mitra, baby. Yeah. Oh, dude, another um, love, love interest for him. She is fetching. She is. She is. She is. Yeah. I, I guess we'll um, we'll probably see... Because Dutch was all throughout the commercials leading up to this season on, on TV, so... I don't I'm mind guessing we'll see her soon enough. Yeah, I don't mind her. I bet you well, she's kind of we'll smelling... If, if she's... If, if F left her in New York or if she's in Philly with him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no compassion for F. He I is either. very hard to like. I know. Yeah. It's, it's like he's, he's, he's obviously the guy you're supposed to... Uh, no, Route 4 is going to probably save the day, they want you to think. But he is not a... Um, and I like I like her, Corey Stoll. I think, you know, he's he, he was fine in House of Cards. I enjoyed him in Ant-Man. So, I mean, I I, I like his ability to uh, to act. But as far as this character on this show, it's like, dude, I just... It's, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, in, when the final episode airs, I do believe that F will either have a hand in saving the day or save the day. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it will be in the way that he planned. Like, I think it's just going to be dumb luck sure. that he saved because he's oh, such so? a bumbling idiot. Like, he always <laughs> does the wrong thing. He does. He does. And yeah. I just think he's going to stumble into the hero by role. killing Zach. Oh, that would be nice. If if he goes the distance and actually kills his son to save the planet, then that's he's going to be an awesome character. That will be his redemption. <laughs> Because you got to tell you, your son is a scumbag. You you didn't have much hand in raising him. It doesn't seem it because the the kid just turns on a dime his loyalty and just sells you out. You know, oh, he's, he's shacking he's up with the master. Like, what is he's wrong? He's abusive with you? to his pet. Yeah, that, see, that's wrong too. Having a, a creature like that as a pet, so you, you could tell that he's he's a serial killer in the making. Yeah, no, there's no empathy there. He's much like he's uh, eyeballing the the that. Yep. The housekeeper, like, like, like she's looking at him to give the time of day. Well, she's too. It's mean. like, dude, just. Well, that was the, I mean, the master. Right. Put, yeah, put it was all there. his, yes. That, that was all part of it. The, the, the trophy for his kill. Right. Um, I gotta get on the comics. Yeah. Because and Huddleston draws it. So, I, I mean, know. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, although I, of course, was great because he goes, Oh yeah, no, he's a, he, he's a fantastic. Boy, it took him four shots to do what one would. I, it's like he just—I love the fact that he's just gotta gotta give Master shit for. Well, he's for unworthy. Being, not Zach. Yeah, you're—he's unworthy because he should be in that role. He's jealous. Of course he is. He's going to be the Achilles heel. 
the Masters of the Seal. Yeah. And and props to him for uh, letting, reminding us, that, uh, or at least letting him keep his uh, his left arm pretty much useless. Yeah. Yep. I gotta I, bite my tongue. I, I gotta bite my tongue here, but it's all good. All right. Oh, That's oh. I said. You 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 you're, yeah, you're in the know. Uh, We're not. Well, and 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 they like I said, they may well go a different route than they did in the book. So. All right. How about them questions but, there, Dappy? Oh, sorry, Jason. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Oh, you wanted me to look? Well, I thought you would uh, have <laughs> them up. You're so sad. Well, I have. Okay, let's see. Let me go to the Patreon. Um, All right. I, I got some. I got some. I got it. Here. All right, sweet. Okay. Um, okay, so um, Caleb Alexander McKenzie. So all the guys. I have several pieces that I had commissioned at conventions that are pencils only. Have you guys ever asked another artist to ink over these kinds of things? Do you think they would be insulted that I am not just commissioning a new piece at full price from them? What kind of fee would you consider fair? Excellent question, Caleb. That is a good question. I don't think, uh, well, I don't think an inker that's approached to actually ply his trade should be insulted because that's what he does. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, It happens all the time. All the time. In fact, um, I've seen many examples which go beyond what I would be comfortable with of people having legendary penciled commissions. I mean, from from multi-thousand dollar, all-time great artists inked over um, by inkers. <laughs> um, so it happens all the time. Um, to, to Vince's point, every inker at a convention is more than willing to do that. Uh, well, I shouldn't say every. I, I can't say every, but but many of them are more than willing. They're often asked to do just that. Um, I think some do prefer to ink over artists that they have worked with, like uh, you know, like for example, I mean, Dexter Vines often will ink over you know stuff that's been done by other artists that he works with a lot. Um, you know, there are some inkers that maybe don't want to ink over a piece that they they aren't familiar with. Although, again, I I would ask them; they wouldn't be insulted by you asking. Um, have I ever done it? Yeah. I mean, I don't buy penciled pieces as a rule, but I did, um, I did have a jam piece that was drawn by Terry Moore. He drew a white queen in pencil. And after about four years of trying to get him to ink over it, uh, I finally, uh, got Carl story to ink over it, uh, at, uh, heroes a few years back. And, so I'm definitely open to it, but I, I don't, I mean, I can count on my, my one hand how many penciled pieces I own, so. Huh. No, I pretty much, the, um, I definitely don't think they'd be insulted, and, um, it's, uh, as far as a fee, I, I don't, I don't, I, it, it's weird, I don't think, I don't know if it would be the same amount of uh, as a um, as a full square if 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 an artist did a fully inked uh, square for you, and because the pencils are already there, I mean they're still applying their talent to it, but um, they're they're embellishing the work that was already there. So it would it would kind of depend on that. Would be one of those. Um, Personal, what are you comfortable spending? Type of um, 
type of answers. I, I don't, I don't know if I'd say, you know, 50 bucks for an anchor. If, if you only paid 15 for the pencil square, I, it, it really would be, uh, whatever you're comfortable paying for. Yeah. I mean, um, at heroes, we, Alan Davis was there and he was doing head sketch. He only does pencil head sketches. Uh, lots and lots of people take those pencil head sketches and get Mark Farmer to ink them when he's at a convention. I've seen many examples of that. And I honestly don't know if Mark will ink over other people's work, but I know that he is very happy to ink over Alan Davis' work. And he charges a decent amount for it, as you would expect. Yeah. So. Yeah, because they're not small headshots either. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's see. Vishal Rajani asks, what are books that changed the way you thought about a particular genre, i.e. books that made you read more widely into a genre that you don't usually jive with? It's a good question. That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I would say anything by Brubaker and Phillips, because mm-hmm. you know me, I, I kind of poo-poo. On the, the the crime stuff, right? And they have completely turned me around on it. And it's 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 strange that I don't vibe on the crime stuff because I certainly do when it's in the form of prose, like the pulp stuff. Mm-hmm. But in comics, I don't know. I just never gravitated towards it. But Brubaker and Phillips is is a no brainer for me. I'll just read anything they they put out. So, yes, they have changed my perspective on crime. That's cool. What do y'all say? Um, I know this book doesn't do it for you, but um, actually two I'll talk about. Um, Essex County definitely made me willing to try lots of other slice-of-life books when I thought I didn't like the genre. Um. And in as much as I guess, um, um, Strangers in Paradise would be a romance book. I don't know if it's fair to call it that, but if you would call it that, that certainly expanded my willingness to try, um, books in that genre. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think what else. So for some reason, Swamp Thing popped into my head and, and horror, mm-hmm. but um, I was just surprised that such a mature take on horror could be published by uh, a mainline comic company. Like we've ne- we hadn't seen anything that uh, adult and and sophisticated, I guess mm-hmm. I should say, in in horror from uh, a mainstream publisher. So yeah, Swamp Thing. But when I think of the stuff from like other publishers like Warren, yeah, it 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 doesn't pale in comparison, but it's not so unique when you bring all the other the the uh, black and white stuff into the mix. But full color mainstream publisher, yeah, Swamp Thing was very surprising. Anything that? Uh, the only thing that really comes to mind because I'll I tend to read just about. Everything, or I'll, I'll read any sort of um, genre, but I never was really into anything that had to do. Um, I'm not a big fan 
I, I understand history, but I'm not, I, I'm, I'm really not entertained by anything that has to do with, with the war, specifically World War II. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the GI combat anthology that DC put out, the old dollar book, um, now you're looking at like Sam Glansman, you're looking at Joe Kuber, you're looking at like Russ Heath, there oh, are, um, there, it, it's very easy to, um, I don't know if I could say enjoy those types of stories, but at least when, uh, when, when that's the gateway, um, it's easy for me to be accepting of, of other stories based on, uh, based in that setting. So that, that's probably the only genre that I was never really, um, I mean, growing up, it was pretty much mostly all superheroes, but then, uh, once you find out, you know, certain creators and, um, you know, I don't know if I would have ever read the waiting place if, if I didn't know Mike Norton, uh, mm-hmm. and, and read some of Sean McKeever's work. So that's not exactly a, but I mean, it's, it's very, to, to some degree that, that was kind of almost Archie-esque and, and I grew up reading Archie comics. So it's not like even that's the type of, subject matter that I would I, I, I would avoid so um, I mean whether I'm reading Birdland or something I mean it doesn't I, I'll there there's I won't say no to any sort of graphic sequential story so um, but if it was subject matter that I kind of wasn't really feeling it would be war but that's that, that's really the only genre that I would have not bothered with but uh, have since way back when have um figured I'd give it a shot based on who the uh the artists were. Yeah. Well you when you say Hubert and and like the, the Kaniger stories, they're pretty unique in that the war is just a backdrop. Oh yeah, for the, for, the, for the for the human yeah. stories. They they right. all, they focused on the individual or the group and and these fleshed out characters, it it's just not, you know, us versus them. In, right. In, it's more about concepts that the reader can um, not only understand, but at least identify with and and and, and feel. You know, a, mm-hmm. a, a guy trying to save children in a in a burning village is is pretty universal. You you, you get the the impetus for for that, and the, the, it's just not you know Heil Hitler, and you know. Nazis bad. It's there's there's layers to all the Kubert and the the Kaniger stories. Where yeah, the other companies they just they they did it not that way, right? So they're in, I think they're an anomaly in some sense, and and the Glansman stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, do we have any other questions? Derek Jelly asks one that could pretty much be its own episode, which is the top writer and artist by decade. Oof. Hoot. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I think the how 60s, far back are we going? I mean, 60s, well, 60s, 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 Kirby. Yeah, Kirby and, and Stanley. Agreed. 70s, that's where I'm going to have to take issue and say <laughs> the the top, do, do they have to have worked together or I get to pick? No, 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 no. Just who would you have said the top writer and the top artist were of each decade? Hmm. I would say for the 70s, I'd also say Kirby, but that's just me. Because of mm-hmm. my commandy love, but for the seventies, I'll say Wrightson, 
artist and Steve Gerber, writer. Wow. Okay. Dap. Oh. Um. Hmm. Uh, probably Neil Adams for artist. Mm-hmm. That would be my choice. Um. I don't know if. Oh, maybe. Um. Hmm. I kind of want to say Archie Goodwin, but. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because now you're making me think. I know. Who do you pick, R.C. Goodwin or Steve Gerber? Like, how do you? I'm, go, do you I'm going with Archie. You can go with Steve. I'll go with. All Archie. right, we'll balance the scales. Yeah. A- the '80s are easy. Well, the well, '80s Alan, could be Alan Miller. Moore. The, uh, yeah, for Alan Frank Miller. Either Miller or Byrne. I mean, no, yeah, there are. I would say Byrne, but that, that's what I would say for the '80s, both writer and artist, John Byrne. Oh come on, he, he, writer he, and artist, though. I, I don't mean, know. About writer. The guy you say is the best writer of all time. You're not he giving. Is, but the, the, he wrote fucking Watchmen. Did that by itself? He wrote. I mean, that's drop the mic. He did Swamp Thing and Watchmen yeah. in the '80s. He, the reason he is considered by many, yourself included, as the greatest writer of all time is how because about, of what he did in the '80s. How about Frank Miller? Yeah, Frank Miller gave us, you know, it's, it's, I think for me, Miller, it would be, it would. I'd give Miller the artist and I'd give more. See, no, I would, I, more, more gets writer, but Miller gets writer, runner up for me. I think Miller more is a writer in, in the. No, uh, I'm with you. And I guess that's true. I mean, I, I guess if I, for me, it'd be more without any questions on the writing and it'd be burn, burn for the art. I definitely answered that too quickly, didn't I? You did. (laughs) That's fine. That's from the gun. It's fine. 90s? Yeah. <laughs> I think most would say Neil Gaiman, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I haven't read much Sandman, so I can't speak on it, but it seems like based on his perception among the pantheon. How about Jeff Smith? I, I was going to say uh, James Robinson. Oh, really? Mm. He did a lot. I think his best work was He did Starman. He did the Golden Age. I don't know yeah. if I can. Mm. I don't, I don't I'm not saying, you know, I'm just throwing yeah. him into the, I'm not saying that's my choice. Mm-hmm. And then artist, I mean, it'd have to be one of the image guys, right? <laughs> For you. No, I get, I'm not. I know, even, I know. This is I more know. of a, what I would think, like, I'm thinking more yes. like Mount Rushmore type of thing. Like, who was the... I think you got to like, go like, with how, McFarlane. How was this 90s. defined by... See, I, I think, would you agree that most would probably go with Jim Lee? Hell no, Todd. You think more people would go with Todd over Jim Lee? Yeah. I think more people should go with Todd, but I think more people would go with Jim Lee. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I would go what with did, Todd over what Jim Lee. did Jim Lee put out like six issues in the 90s? It, no, no, no. Jim oh, Lee, dude. Jim <laughs> Lee, Jim Lee gave, he, he redid the X-Men, then he did the whole thing with, yeah. um, with, with Wildcats and, and opened Remember, up. Remember, Todd and Rob both say that the only reason Image actually happened is because they talked Jim Lee into it at San Diego. That Marvel would have been fine with both of them leaving, but when Jim showed up with them, they lost, they lost their shit. Cause Jim was, uh, he was the, the, the guy that got shit done, met deadlines and was awesome. So. Two out of three. <laughs> Again, this is, I'm not trying, this is right. a qualitative thing. Oh, I'm, I'm saying the perception at the time. 
But it, I would have to give it to one of those guys. I okay. like it, Jim Lee's stuff. I just don't understand the the devotion that people just throw his way. Oh, he's, I'm, I'm, yeah. he's good. He's not that good. Mm-hmm. What about the aughts? I'd give it to Brian K. Vaughn and the aughts personally, but as a writer. Um, as a artist, man, that's tough. Well, everything's just so diverse now. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. no. In the odds, I mean, I think um, most would give it to Alex Ross, but I can't. I don't think I can go there for covers. Yeah. <laughs> and still, no. But again, I mean, Alex Ross is you know right. He he is who he is because of the work he did in the odds with Marvels and um, you know. For me, I think Pink the odds, and, uh, and I, I I respect the the Vaughn pick, but I think maybe Bendis. That would be the other one. Yeah, I could see that. More people would probably go with Bendis. I can't add that. No? <laughs> I knew it. No. Big For artists, I might go with Darwin Cook. That's a yeah, good I'm, choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the Parker books, and I'm like, he's he's, he's definitely in there somewhere, because, I mean, yeah. with the new Frontier and, and then the solo book and everything else he was mm-hmm. doing, yeah. Okay. That's a very good choice. Okay. And then the, I guess it's, well, we're only, well, no, we're, fuck, we're, gotta talk about time flying. We're, we're yeah. seven and a half years into this decade, so, um, wow. Whew. Yeah, it's a tough call now. Uh, but, um, I think it's, would be a toss up between Jason Aaron and, and, uh, Rick Remender. Hmm. Both very good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I would have to give it to Aaron ever so slightly. But who would you give it to artists, though? No idea at all. I have no idea. It's tough, right? It is. Let's just, we'll just walk down Jason's hallway. <laughs> With no. a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> sign everything? Yeah. I'll sign this with you, Vince. All right. Um, you know what's funny? None of us gave it to Claremont. We didn't even mention him. No. But again, right. in terms of influence, man. Oh, yeah, hugely influential. But I, but ten- I can't in the eighties. The eighties were too many, too many other people in the eighties. Yeah. I can't. We yeah, we could have gave it to to Wheezy. Could have. Uh, <laughs> stop. I guess we could have. <laughs> man, you know, um, I would like to hear your opinion on Spider-Man: Homecoming. You both saw it, but you never, oh. re- you never really said, you know, you see you, on the Slack, you said, you know, you loved it. And, and David got a little chatty, not much, but you were, well, he brought up his thoughts. Uh, he had a podcast and a review of it on the Patreon site. Yeah. I, well, that's what I'm saying. But the people who don't do that. Right. Haven't really heard it. And so I would like to know, because I have to be honest, I'm, I'm making no plans to see it anytime soon. I really think you should. Well, somewhere down the line, I will. I want to. I want to see Valerian. There's a lot of movies I want to see, but um, I'm me, hearing not good things about. I want to see it, but I'm hearing not good things about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm much more interested in Atomic Blonde, but yes. All right, but it's just from my perspective, from what I've seen, the trailer and little bits. It's it's way too Ultimate Spider-Man for me. Wait, didn't we talk about Spider-Man last week? Am I imagining no, that? No, you didn't. No. Oh, Christ, I thought we had... I guess it was on Slack. So, I, yeah, so I really tell the, tell the people playing at home why you liked it. 
why I liked it. Um, well, um, I mean, lots of reasons. I, I, I think Tom Highland is the best of, of the bunch of the three in terms of playing the role. He's the most evocative of how I think Spider-Man should be in the comics, which is younger and um, energetic and witty, um, but but still with a, a tinge of innocence to him. So I think he's perfectly cast. Um, I think, in spite of some ludicrous criticism on a few pockets of the internet, I think the movie celebrated diversity in a way that we haven't seen in comics movies in the past, um, which I think is dope. Um, I thought that Michael Keaton, I, I'm not, you know, I busted your chop, your ass chops a little bit about some of the villains that Spider-Man has faced. I never thought much of Mr. Toombs. I never thought that he was a very compelling villain. He was just a, 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 you know, a bald old man that had a giant bird costume on. Um, but I thought that Michael Keaton and this was awesome in the role. I, I thought he was one of the better villains we've gotten in a Marvel uh, movie. Um, so that was great. I, I thought the supporting cast was terrific. Uh, I'm all for Aunt May being a, a gilf. All yep. for that. Um, Marcia Tomei can do no wrong in my eyes. Yep. Um, I thought the movie was really well paced. Um, I was worried going into it based on the way that the trailers were cut that this was going to be a Spider-Man and Iron Man Marvel team up. Um, and again, I dig Mar- I dig Iron Man, but I just I want a Spider-Man movie to be about Spider-Man. And I will say that in after seeing it, it was my fears were unfounded. Uh, Tony plays a big part, but but it's it's totally in the right framing. It's it has a supporting role, um, and so that was that was that was well done. Um, I thought it was great to see a non-Marvel Studios film. You know, because they made this partnership to share the universe. I loved how this so fit into the Marvel movies proper, and how intelligently they wrapped the whole thing in by using things like having him create his own vlog of when he gets into the big fight in Captain America: Civil War. Um, I thought that was terrific. Um, you know, I thought the kid was easy to root for. Um, I don't know. There was a ton to like about it. I thought it was uh, really well cast and and uh, yeah, just just a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I don't. I mean, I uh, I don't really have too many complaints about it. Um, I guess the biggest difference from I guess the the canon that we would hold true is that uh, Spidey in this has a, a costume that is essentially powered by a supercomputer. And he's got all kinds of different web shooters. He can do all sorts of different things with them. And, and, and she's, she, he can, the AI can do almost anything he seemingly needs it to do. Um, and yet he doesn't seem to have spider sense. Um, at least we didn't see any evidence of it in this movie. But, you know, as much as that is different than, say, what we got in the comics and isn't our Peter Parker, I didn't mind it because it is a, a new, it is a 2017 film. And this isn't about appealing Ultimately, to those of us that have been reading the character for 30 years, this is about getting kids and teenagers and young people to see this movie and dig the character. And in that regard, I think choosing to do what they did with him in his suit makes sense. So I can't be mad at it because I think it was executed well. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I thought it was uh, it was solid across the board. Um, 
I don't know that it's been a couple weeks now, so I don't know that it's going to go down for me as as one of my you know top Marvel films of all time per se. But but I thought it was strong. I, I liked it much more than the 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 last two uh, Spidey movies. I thought Andrew Garfield was fine in those movies, but I, I thought everything else about them was kind of whack. Um, so you know, I I, I got to give this one a, a big thumbs up. Dap, speak on like it. it. Um, I, I did like Garfield. I like, I liked Peter Parker and, um, I liked the, uh, the suit in the, the second movie. Tom Holland is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it makes a great Peter Parker. Um, there are some character tweaks that, uh, if you're a longtime reader of, of the comic from, uh, 70s and the 80s, there may be some names that you're not, um, that you may not have heard for a while or, uh, may be used to not seeing them as, uh, as high school students. But, um, Flash was a dick, so that was, that was perfect casting. The, uh, the, the love interest was, um, was a nice twist from the whole Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy type deal. Um, there was a, a needless name change at the end of the movie for that. Agreed, that made agreed absolutely that. no sense. I agree with that. Um, but the, uh, Marissa Tomei was fantastic. She, she and I, we shared her line, her last line at the movie pre, um, credit scene. Um, cause you do, unfortunately it kind of does fall that the movie does have that, um, time honor tradition of, who doesn't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Uh, and it doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't do it in a, um, an insulting way. I, I, when, there was one reveal that, that I did not see coming that I thought was a neat little twist. Uh, but the, Michael Keaton, absolutely fantastic. Damage control is in this movie, so mm-hmm. huge thumbs up right there and, and nice, uh, Nice little shout out for, for Dwayne McDuffie. Um, the, uh, the, the connection, what was interesting is that the movie starts off with, um, the fallout, the literal fallout. It's, it's moments after the Battle of New York from the first Avengers movie. Right, right. Um, and Tombs is, uh, has the contract with the city to clean up. And, um, so we're, we're establishing that this is firmly in, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, but because it takes place right after the Battle of New York, they're letting us know that uh, after that, it's been exact. It's been eight years since the first Avengers movie, since the Battle of New York, to Civil War, and and um, depending on how you feel about being given a, a hard time, a hard definite um, timeline. Uh, that, that either means that, you know, Peter Parker was like eight years old when that happened. Uh, and, and, um, time kind of may fly in the Marvel universe when maybe the movies don't really, like, it seems kind of odd that the Captain America movies would have that much of a time difference between them. But, um, the, the, the few threads are, they don't even, they don't, disrupt the enjoyment of the movie. They don't take away from uh, any of the uh, dramatic moments. They, 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 those are just slight observations. Uh, my wife absolutely loved it. From from Tom Holland 
to Spidey's outfit, to the Tony Stark appearance, to Marissa Tomei's every it, it everything. Our, our first date was at a Spider-Man movie, and and we all know how she feels about Spider-Man, and and <laughs> the fact that she wanted to see this um, just spoke volumes to to just the few minutes he had on screen in Civil War, and and based on that, and when when I told her, you know, yeah, well they're making a Spider-Man movie, she goes, okay, well whatever. I says, yeah, but they're making it with with him, she's like, oh, well, then we're, we gotta go see it. So, uh, she was, she was all for it. Uh, the trailers may give some of the beats away as far as, you know, what his, his, um, Peter or Spider-Man story arc may be for the movie, but, uh, this really is a movie that needs to be, you, you didn't see the whole movie if you just, if you're shrugging off the, the trailer. There, there, there are a lot of things in this movie that you need to see that, uh, that definitely um, are enjoyed once you see them in, in context with everything else. I I, uh, I was quite pleased. I re- I hope though that the next movie um, is kind of a Spider-Man movie and not really a Marvel team-up movie. I mean, we could still be in the Marvel universe, but uh, I, I I would like to kind of focus on on Peter Parker and Spider-Man and his world, and not just Peter Parker in Tony Stark's world. Um, but no, it's, it's definitely a movie that I think, uh, I think if, if, if you dig humor and, and you like some action, um, and they're just characters that, uh, you would groove on. I, I think, uh, you should see this movie. I think you'll enjoy it. And, and one of these days within the next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll, um, make it out to see it again. I, I really enjoyed it. Wow, you're gonna see it twice? Yes. Whew. I like the implications uh of the title, meaning that mm-hmm. Spider Man is finally coming home yes. to, to Marvel Studios. That's cool. There were um I mean the the the, the nits that I picked basically have to do with um with some things about the suit. It was it was but it's it's the same kind of things, Vince, that you and I might kind of um, hem and haw on with the Parker Industries version of Spider-Man, where you know, with all the all the gadgets and and, and, and the doohickeys, and and it's just like that's not there, there's there's um there are features that the suit has that just don't really that that's not what I kind of it, that's just kind of overkill and and i get it you know tony stark designs it so there's going to be a shit ton of bells and whistles but um i just kind of uh those few things definitely don't uh don't outweigh the good so it's all it is a good time how about uh infinity war just wrapping up filming and how about Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner breaking both of his arms while filming? I know. Dude, the list of people Hawkeye. that are in this movie is baffling. I cannot wait. Oh, my God. No wonder it's two movies. Oh, I my God. So, it's so incredible. Funny. I know. I know. Vince, I love it. Have you seen all the people that are in this movie? I've seen some, yeah. It's, it's basically everybody who's been in every Marvel movie. So right. Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Josh Brolin, who looks freaking yoked, by the way. He does, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo, so Hulk, uh, Loki, Cap, Thor, Hawkeye, Star Lord, Scarlet Witch, uh, Bucky Barnes, Doctor Strange, 
Vision, Nick Fury, Maria Hill, Wong, Gamora, Nebula, Groot, Drax, Rocket, Mantis, Black Widow, The Collector, Spidey, Falcon, Black Panther, Ant-Man, and War Machine. That's ridiculous, dude. And as Dap and I were very excited to talk about this week, they also indicated that uh, that uh, a, a, me- a number of members of the uh, of of the uh, Proxima, you know, Proxima Midnight, and uh, a couple other members of Thanos's crew from the Infinity series, which we both own art from, um, are going to be in the book as well as as part of the the baddies. So it's pretty cool. Indeed. It's almost like the cannonball run of the Marvel movies. I know. The Call of Obsidian, baby. You got Ebony Maw. You got Proxima. You got Corpus Glaive. It's going to be dope. Yeah, it's going to be something. He's going to hate. No, I'm not. You ain't excited I am. I'm, I'm way more excited for Infinity War than I am to see that Spider-Man thing. Hmm. So there you go. It's got the Guardians in it. How can I not see it? It's true. Right? That's fun times. Mm-hmm. And we hope you had a fun time here with us this week. Remember. In spite of my rampant negativity. That's all right. Yeah, it, it happens once in a while. Let's pick it up next week. Yeah, remember. I know, help. man. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys read things like Extremity. We could talk about it. We could pick it up. Uh, did you look at your list? Did you look at my list? Well, I'm, I've been still read it, though. Discount. Oh, yeah. Comic book service. <laughs> DCBService.com. I'll have it read. DCBService.com, where you can get Fanagraphics now, number one, for four ninety nine. Predator vs. Judge Dredd vs. Alien. Splice and Dice from the Dark Horse for eight ninety nine, And from Valiant, Bloodshot Salvation, number one, $1.99. DCBService.com. I got a couple strange ones. This week, um, non-comics but comics related, I would like you to uh, throw some attention towards Film Facts. Now it's called Film Facts Plus, but it traditionally was just called Film Facts. In this issue, there is a piece on one of the most important American artists of all time. And I don't think that's a stretch saying that when the person in question is named Frank Frazetta. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and in addition to that, you also get, where is it here? Come on, baby. There is a, uh article on Ken Bald, who did oh. stuff for Adventures into the Unknown and Forbidden Worlds, uh, Submariner, Namora. Skeleton Hand, uh, it's a really exhaustive uh, look at the man and his work. Lots of covers reprinted. There's a cool little, um, hopefully recurring article called Monsters, Monsters Everywhere. I've, I've been reading famous monsters as long as I can remember, uh, mm-hmm. way back when. And there are pictures in here. Uh, some behind-the-scenes shots of War of the Worlds and Outer Limits and The Man from Planet X, uh, Rick Baker's Octoman. I have never seen these photos before. So that's that's a coup for Film Facts. When you could throw a bunch of horror and sci-fi photos in a magazine 
specifically tailored for people who just eat this stuff up that haven't seen these photos. Mm-hmm. That's great. But so that's just that's on the periphery. If if you like horror, sci-fi, uh, retro pop culture, it says right on the front. Check out Film Facts Plus number one forty-eight. But the comics thing I want you to uh, be aware of is that humanoids have recently released. The price point on this thing is silly. Um, it is a. One hundred and ten, twelve, one hundred and twelve page square bound trade paperback on beautiful thick paper. It's called Humanoids Presents the Yodoverse, and it's samplings of all of Alejandro Yodorowsky's comics for humanoids. Guess how much this thing cost? $273. $4.99. Damn. I was way off. off, bro. That is silly cheap. And you get um, sections of the ankle that he did with Mobius. You get some Meta Barons with Juan Jimenez. Uh, the Techno Priests with Zoran Janitov. And you get some Megalex that he did with Fred Beltran. All stunningly beautiful works. Uh, it's just a taste, though. A sampler, mm-hmm. if you will, because if you do like this stuff, you're going to want to read the entire work. So it's smart that humanoids did this, but if you've never read any Yodorowsky, this is the place. This is the gateway to sample it for not a whole lot of money. I think uh, I got this for under three bucks. Ooh. Because it was four ninety nine, I think it, was, it might have been half price. If it wasn't half price, it was pretty close to it. So maybe three fifty or, or three bucks. It's stupid cheap for a book of this quality. The, mm-hmm. There's a clay coat cover, really stiff um, cover stock, beautifully printed. And it, if if you aren't into the Yodo Yodorowsky stuff, you will be hooked after reading this. Humanoids presents the Yodoverse. Get it. And then blame me for all the money you're spending. Mm-hmm. You should blame you. Yeah. Uh, in your travels, um, first, here's something that you can use for everything that's in your travels. Uh, CLZ, people that are behind the collector's software, have um, generously offered to... Um, Give our listeners a $10 discount or um, equivalent in local currency uh, off of the desktop client, desktop version of Comic Collector. Um, and that's $10 off standard or pro using the coupon code C-L-Z-E-L-E-V-E-N. Um, that code also works in the bundle, so if you get the uh, mobile device version for either iOS or Android, or you get the um, Comic Connect web-based version, um, as long as you bundle, as long as the desktop software is part of that package, uh, you can use the code. Um, uh, I've been using it since last week, and it is 
extremely easy to use. I'll write up a, a more formal review, but um, CLZ11, all one word, uh, no spaces. You uh, If you go to um, the website is uh, collectors.com slash comic. You'll see uh, everything they offer there. Um, collectors with a Z, too. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, like I said, the, the, the software is very easy to use. I use the barcode scanner on my phone. It's basically all I've been using to, uh, to update it. It syncs in the cloud with the desktop version, uh, Windows or Mac and anything you need. And, and they are extremely friendly and helpful if you have to reach out to customer support like I have. So, um, I had some questions, man. I'm, I'm not surprised. Plus, we also you're, had to make sure this was going to go off. With you're very thorough. You're very thorough. Um, I've been using it um, out of the box. I appreciated the fact that I did not have to install 10 jillion comic book covers that I'll never, ever view. That was very, very uh, – I was very thankful for that. The uh, Do you have a lot uh, – or the books that you've – imported so far do you have uh multiple printings or, or variant covers of, of any of the did, did it pick the one you have in your collection or did you have to um i didn't do it in any of the barcode scanning oh so you're okay no right. i'm doing it by hand and okay. all all the variants are there yes right? they are because yeah. it's uh like when i was going through the the blackest night stuff or um the uh some of the punisher from marvel knights uh I have a couple of different covers. The, the one cover that uh, Dylan did that I don't have from Bradstreet. So it actually lets you know. Um, the barcode will – it checks – generally it checks off the one that I have. At times though, um, it – you just check the one you want. But by hand, yeah, it, it uses it, – it's connected to I think a um, – it gets the, the cover images from another website. Uh, generally, the, those covers are – readily available i i haven't um had a miss yet every every book's been in the system and has a cover uh i haven't um tried predict oh and you can um at least through the phone i was doing it um any issues you're missing you can then uh add it to a want list yeah so that's that's like, dangerous yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is it, i didn't really explore that part of it but if there's a gateway to go to a service that you can buy them oh i'm, I'm doomed I'm just doomed. But I threw some pretty obscure crap at it. Yep. And it nailed them every time. Like I was That's throwing right. some uh, ACG uh, pulp reprint books in there thinking like they're, it's not going to be in there. And they were in there. That's awesome. Yep. Okay. So uh, what should they read? What they should read uh, is something that I decided to give a shot to and, and – um, I it's it's weird. I'm not sure quite really after three issues how I'm really feeling about it. But this is Black Bolt by um, Saladin Ahmed. Is your writer and Christian Ward is the artist. Basically, Black Bolt uh, has been jailed. He's in a prison, which from what I gather was actually designed for um, Maximus was supposed to be the uh, the prisoner. Um, Maximus tricked everybody. And it's actually um, Blackagar Boltagon has been uh, the one who's actually 
been jailed. Uh, has no powers at the start. Uh, nobody in this prison has powers. Um, that includes Crusher Creel, uh, and the Metal Master and, um, Rana, who is a Skrull, who, uh, she never really cared to change her appearance anyway because she, she never, she never learned how because she was always pleased with her own appearance. She didn't need to pretend to be anybody else. Um, but the, the art is, uh, I kind of dig the design sense of, of the book itself. Uh, but there are some things that, are necessarily clean. There, there, there are scenes. There are some panels like the Absorbing Man where his pants aren't really missing, but they're not where they were in the previous panel, or the foot's a little larger in some cases. It, it's there's there's work put onto the page, but some of it can be a tad inconsistent. But it's still the the, the colors are are pretty uh, colors are pretty solid. I, I like I like the look of the book. Um, it definitely. You see what's going on. It tells the story. It, it, it moves that along well enough. Uh, there are just some, some choices that I'm not quite sure if, um, if, uh, I'm guessing that that's what Christian was going for, but, uh, it plays tricks with your eyes and, and, and it may look a little off from time to time, but it's a, um, it's, it's not your, your straight up typical superhero comic. There's some things going on here. I, I have a feeling the jailer, and I don't, I haven't seen him since really Civil War. I, I think the person, the warden is, at, uh, maybe Penance, the, the former speedball. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe that's too on the nose and it actually isn't. Um, but the, uh, it's, it's different than Defenders only because of, of, of the setup and, and how it looks, but it, it's still, I'm kind of enjoying it in, in the same kind of kind of manner. And there is a cameo in the third issue by someone I was not expecting to see because he's he's actually um, he's been paid to deliver a prisoner, and he did. Um, and I kind of want to. I don't know if it's a spoiler though, so I'm not going to say it. I'll, I'll let Vince know afterwards. But um, yeah, once once everybody kind of. Uh, the the idea behind the first three issues at least is is for them to kind of break free so they can get their powers back and then um not so much save everybody or or, or have a jailbreak go on but just um put an end to uh their the torture that they've been going through because actually they they pretty much die um Throughout the first couple of issues, they, they, they get beaten up or, or, um, tortured and their deaths actually, um, run the engine that, uh, powers the jail. It's, it's pretty funky. I've, I've never, I've never read any of his poetry. I've never read any of his other writings. I, I don't know what else, uh, Ahmed has done, but, um, I, I, I'm kind of, uh, I appreciate the take he's taking with, uh, with the Midnight King. So that's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, I lied earlier when I said I didn't read anything this week that I enjoyed. I just saved it for this. Yes. In your travels, uh, Aquaman number 26. Oh, I have it. I didn't read it yet. The second issue featuring art from Mr. Stepan Sayich. Um, dude can draw his ass off. 
And I like what's going on. We've got uh, Arthur has been ousted from his throne. He's been hiding out in the uh, the depths of, of Atlantis where the, the dregs of society live. Um, doing a little guerrilla warfare. The uh, this arc has thrust him into um, meeting and teaming up with a, another a band of mutants. Uh, not Marvel mutants, but but uh, like mutant meaning not pure Atlanteans. They all have different powers. We get to meet the new version of at least this 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 universe's version of Dolphin. We get to see Mara um, and what an absolute badass she is, and she has got powers that rival. Um, reminded me of of how Sue Storm in Marvel is one of the most powerful beings, and we forget about that until you see her powers in action. It's similar to Mera here. She, she's she got literally the power to move to move mountains, pretty much. She can control this, the ocean, so, you know, that's uh, 70% of the Earth's, you know, surface covered with water, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, but Sage's art is just next level, man. It's it's uh, it's like I'm watching, reading, reading um, stop-motion, you know, cells uh, or something. Um, which brings me to my other shout out. And we talked about this a bit on the Patreon and in the Facebook group, but, um, I finally got around to seeing, uh, Leica Studios, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Yes. And it is not hyperbole to say it's one of the, f- my favorite animated films of all time. I thought it was absolutely delectable. And I thought that, um, it's like everything that a, that a, a, a cartoon action movie should be. Um, you know, you have a, a protagonist and a, a merry band of misfits that all are endearing in their own ways. Some badass villains, just breathtaking stop motion animation. It, uh, you know, some things you, I'm gonna sound like an old man, but some things, some things should never change. And that type of, uh, of, of animation shouldn't, should never go away fully. So, uh, yeah, I was so, I was so smitten by the movie that, um, on Prime Day, they offered, um, a Blu-ray collection of all the other Leica films, and I've never seen any of them. I've never seen Paranorman, um, so I'm, I, I bought I bought that sudden scene because if what they did in Kubo isn't at all indicative of what they've done with their other films, then I, I have to believe they're all quite good. Scotty's going to slap you. Why? Because yeah. Paranorman is one of his like favorite movies. Oh no, I know. Yeah, he told me I'm going to enjoy it. No, 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 yeah. So, have you seen Kubo, Vince? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the stuff they do with the origami is just incredible. It's pretty breathtaking. It's, it's a, it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Yeah. Kids didn't like it, though. No? Mm-mm. No. My kids haven't seen it. Nah, kids so maybe they won't like it either. Kids thought it, it was boring. Wow. But they're dumbasses. <laughs> they watch the Kardashians. Come on. Not yeah, me. Did you guys see me. that uh, Netflix is putting out a Death Note movie next month? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they've been, yeah, they've been talking about that for ages. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Did you see in the last previews? Uh, I think it's actually in this preview. Yeah, the whole collection. Yeah, I ordered ordered it. You can get the whole... I'm just going to tell the people at home. You can get the whole Death Note story. It's it's like over, what, 2,000 pages? More. For 20 bucks in a hardcover. Yep. The whole thing. That's crazy. I bought all the individual volumes as it was coming out. I don't have all the individual volumes, so I probably will buy this. Great story. I liked it a lot. It was fun. Oh, it was, it, yeah, I, 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 
one of the few manga I actually read from beginning to end. Yeah, L was kind of annoying, but... Well, yeah. Yeah. What if, right? What if? What if? We got to give you a big old lovey-dovey hug for, for sticking it out with us to the very end. We thank you, and we hope you will come back next week because there will be more of the same goodness, and maybe Jason will read something he liked next week. That's my That's my goal. Especially since uh, next week may very well be our book of the month. Well, I know I like that. That's oh, right. How could you not? Is there way we may make good on the two or, or one or more? Sorry, I was going to say two. I don't want to give Jason a stroke, but we may make good on our couple more episodes. We'll see. We're also going to be doing a live chat. That's true. Thumbs up. Yep. I'm gonna hire some some ladies to stand behind me. I'll I'll naked. Shake that ass. Yep. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be. <laughs> I'm like a pimp. <sighs> All right, everybody. I would love it. Come back next week because we love you so much. We'll be here. Say, oh, in the meantime, say good night. David. Wow. What? Nothing. Good night. Oh, David. Yeah, I don't know. You think he strung that out a little too long? What do you think, Jason? Mm, I think it was it was pretty 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 spot on. Okay, if you say so. He doesn't hate everything. <laughs> hey, Mikey. I just missed Neeson. I wanted to do an impersonation of him. Oh, that's raw. <sighs> that is raw. Bye. See you later. Answer some goddamn questions if you're going to request to be on the group. Oh, that bugs the shit out of you, doesn't it? No, but well, actually, I think no, it's Jason or anybody else. I mean, just, I, like, it is. It, it is stupid. How do you not? I I actually. I signed up for – I wanted to join a group. There were three questions. So I didn't want to – I had to actually get a um, – I wanted to get the right number for the annual I was referencing. So I went to my – I went to a different screen on my phone. When I went back to Facebook, the um, – it wouldn't let me – get to the questions again. So I just said, no, the fuck it. I'll just, I'll, I'll do it when I'm at a computer. And, um, and then I was pinged by one of the admins, you know, to remind me to answer the questions, which I'm guessing is very similar to when Jason and I ask the request yes. to answer the questions. And, um, and I, so I just wrote to the admin and said that, um, I was trying to answer the questions. I, I screwed up one of the answers and I, I was trying to fix it. So I'll I'll do it when I'm at a computer later. And he goes, no, don't worry about it. And he just so I mean, but at least obviously at that point you realize you're corresponding with someone who <laughs> knows the language and and isn't uh, just telling you to fuck off. So. Fuck off. <laughs> maybe it was maybe it was fuck af. Maybe he was fuck as fuck. I don't I don't, I don't know, know what the hell was going on with that. I but don't yeah, know. Uh, Jason, to answer your question, eighty six groups. Eighty six. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the majority of them aren't even active. No, right. same. I mean, I looked at mine. I was surprised at how many. And I guess people must have added me to groups over the years. Oh, that just never. No, I'm not having that. No, no, no. I hate that. 
but I, 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 I quit like 20 groups when I looked the other day. It's just because they had no activity and half of them I don't even remember ever joining, so. We hope you remember joining our group, though. See ya. Bye. Love you. Peace. Call us.